From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. I want to thank Aaron Judge. He knew, he just knew that he was causing me tremendous sleep deprivation over the past couple of weeks. And what a pleasant evening it was. First at bat, I don't know what, third pitch, fourth pitch, maybe something like that. Crack. Gone. Knew it right off the bat. And Aaron Judge has made history to all the naysayers uh, who said he wouldn't do it. All you have to do, just believe in your pocket, Kreskin, the Nostradamus of the airwaves, I guaranteed that Aaron Judge would get the 60-second home run. I mean, I just knew it. He had enough time. He has the talent. And it was just a matter of what day would it be. And so it turned out to be the first at bat of the second game of a, a day-night doubleheader. And it was really perfect if you didn't see it. The uh, Yankee manager, Aaron Boone, had Judge go back out there, uh, and then he took him out of the game. And there was a lot of Yankees fans, and and clearly just a lot of baseball fans that just appreciate greatness. So Aaron Judge's 62 home runs, it's undisputed. It is the only record that counts. No serious people say otherwise. Uh, And I'm going to help run a campaign that there must be an asterisk next to Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa forever and the recognized single-season home run hitting champion, not just of the American League, which that's beyond any dispute, is Aaron Judge at 62, Roger Maris at 61, Babe Ruth, his incredible 1927 season at 60, and that's phenomenal, all of that is phenomenal you you stretch through the ages what i think is pretty cool is in the american league you've got babe ruth in 1927 then decades later you have roger maris in 1961 and then 61 years later you have aaron judge in game 161 hit number 62 while the yankees went on to lose a 3-2 uh game last night and there's one more game uh tonight the yankees are 99 and 62 on the season now they're going to end that way because there is one more game they're either going to be and they're probably going to rest all kinds of people but they don't play for a while so i i would play people for at least part of the game and you don't want to get you don't want anyone to get hurt but they're not going to play for I think 12 days or something like that. It's it's pretty extended time off and they're really in a pretty good groove right now. But 99 and 62, did that grab you? Aaron Judge, number 99, 62, the number of home runs he has. If you file file it under the I don't believe in coincidences, it's pretty interesting. Also that it's 61 years since 
Roger Maris's record was set in 1961, and 61 years later, Judge breaks it. So many just overlapping correlations here. So there you have it. Aaron Judge makes history. He is the undisputed all-time single-season home run champion record holder. I mean, I'm not just saying that as a Yankees fan, which I am unapologetically. I'm saying it as a baseball fan. Look, if you could put an asterisk next to Roger Maris for decades, then what are we talking about here? Everything that went on in that era where baseball obviously celebrated it and loved it and endorsed all of it until they didn't, of course. And keep in mind, if the record's clean, then why isn't Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? Pretty fair question, right? The baseball writers have decided that they're not getting in. We'll see what the Veterans Committee says down the road if they'll let them in. See, I think Bond should be in the Hall of Fame because he had a Hall of Fame career uh, before steroids or any allegations of steroids. I don't I don't think it's really in question. I don't I don't think Bonds has ever admitted using them. I don't know that he ever had a sample uh, where it was proven, but there doesn't seem to be much doubt. I mean, after all, his feet grew, his head grew. I mean, these are things that don't typically happen when you're in your 30s. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know all about the, the human growth plate, but I think it's pretty well established that something went on there. And the same with McGuire and the same with Sosa. So at least baseball thinks so. So they should be consistent. Put the asterisk next to Bonds. Keep it as keep it as a recorded record, but not the official record. I don't know how I don't know how you don't do that. And I haven't heard a serious person argue against my logic. If there was absolutely nothing to this. And if this is the undisputed record, then why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? The question begs to be answered. Uh, Completely overshadowed, but what a great first inning last night was. Garrett Cole, who I'm a big fan of, he passed. I'll tell you, he's an unlucky pitcher this year. His record, I don't know if he got the loss or if he got out of the game, because thank God. This is the first time, and I can't tell you how long, that I was not awake many hours later than I should be. I'm trying to think, what's the last thing I remember? One of the last things I remember last night, and then I was just wiped out. We went yesterday, 2 a.m. to solid 8 p.m., nonstop. I think I, I wolfed down a quick sandwich and I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, I had a very nice dinner. Uh, but we just had so much going on that the dinner is in two days and just a lot to do. So I got done in time to watch Aaron Judge hit the home run. Then I saw him hit again in the second inning. 
trying to remember. I think he grounded out something like that. Uh, and then that's it. Bye bye. I woke up at 1130 for a few minutes and then out until 215 a.m. And oh, it's the first time in a while. So I'm thinking I got most of 830 last night. Maybe it was quarter of nine, something like that until 215. And I thought I thought I won the lottery. Needed it. But overshadowed. What a first inning it was because Garrett Cole went out there and he broke Ron Guidry's Yankee record, single season strikeout record. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what was beautiful, too. And both of them uh, celebrated by their teammates. But you can tell. But I'll tell you, the Yankees and, you know, I said this at the very beginning of the season. I said the Yankees blew it. Why didn't they just pay this guy? He wanted one more year and a little bit more each year. And, of course, a little bit more is relative. I'll talk about this um, on the other side of the break because it is a lesson. You know, we talk about loyalty. We talk about the fact that it doesn't it almost doesn't matter who you are. I mean, I think Aaron Judge is playing for 19 million dollars this year. And the man is hitting at least 311, possibly 312, but I think it's 311, 62 home runs, and I think 131 RBIs, something like that. Not to mention great defense, not to mention great leadership, and not to mention when the Yankees were swooning in August, Judge carried the team on his back for basically an entire month. They won games where he was the only offensive production. It was all going bad, except with the starting pitching stayed pretty good. But it was pretty much going bad offensively, with the exception of Judge. So I remember the beginning of the year telling you that I can't believe that they didn't lock this guy up. Now, I I couldn't have said then that he was almost going to win the Triple Crown. And he still has a shot, but I don't think it's going to happen. That fellow Ariz finally played, and he went one for five, I think. So I don't even know if Aaron Judge is going to play. Aaron Boone didn't keep him in there to try to get him now. A couple of points on his average. I don't even know if Aaron Judge is going to play today. So I didn't know he was going to have a near triple crown season. But I knew he was going to have a great season. So they should have paid him then a couple of million more a year, like two or three million more a year, and one more year from seven to eight years, whatever it was, and they'd have him, have him locked up. Now, San Francisco, where Judge grew up, if you want to know what the San Francisco thing is, San Francisco is on the verge of being great again. You wouldn't know it this year, but they were fantastic last year. And they have a great team. You throw Judge in there and forget about it. They're a whole different team. The New York Mets want Aaron Judge. And, of course, the Yankees want to keep him. Now they're going to really have to pay. So my my thing would be, 
you make him the highest paid player in the history of baseball, and you make him the captain of the New York Yankees. He's a leader. He is modest. The team loves him. You can see it. If you watch the game, you can see it by the unconditional just happiness that they had. And that's unusual today. Usually people aren't happy for other people's success. It's part of the sickness of America today. Judge is just transformational in that regard. So to quote um, John Malkovich in the movie with Matt Damon that had great scenes in Atlantic City, by the way, pay that man his money. Fox News commentary. This state will be the first in the nation to implement a mandatory climate change curriculum. And I know what you're thinking, but this time it's not California. I'm Tommy Lahren. Find out next. That would be KGB. Hi, I'm Lisa Booth for Bishop Gold Group. Are you worried about your financial future as retirement gets closer? All over the country, soon-to-be retirees are fearing for their financial future as markets remain volatile. Bishop Gold Group helps you invest in gold and gold IRAs to protect your wealth and retirement during times of high inflation and wild swings in the market. Secure your future today. Contact Bishop Gold Group by dialing pound 250 from a mobile phone and say the keyword Bishop Gold or visit bishopgoldgroup.com. Jersey will be the first state to mandate a climate change curriculum for K-12 through students and said to be necessary to prepare for the green economy. Perhaps we should get students proficient at reading, writing, and arithmetic before demanding they learn about climate change. But furthermore, this all feels a lot more political than educational. Something tells me this climate change curriculum is more about leftist agenda pushing than actual science. If they want to teach students about the pitfalls of fossil fuels, they should also mention how many Americans rely on fossil fuels and how many well-paying jobs that industry fosters. And if we want to talk about the economic aspect of climate change. I hope these educators will mention canceling the Keystone Pipeline has done nothing to save the environment or lessen emissions, but it has made us more dependent on foreign energy sources. But I'm guessing that part won't be in the textbooks, huh? I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back 25 minutes past the hour, and I really do believe. Now, I heard Dan Zarrow. He's leaving this um, possibility of a shower, and he should. He's a chief meteorologist. But uh, my trusty Dark Sky app says the metro market that it's over. No more rain for right now. And perfect sunny weather tomorrow. Hmm. Isn't that interesting and even delightful? Several listeners were reaching out to me during my opening monologue, and I couldn't deal with it in real time. So let me respond after I had a chance to process what they were writing. Here's what I know, and it's, a, it's about the steroid era. Mark McGuire, and I give him credit, he admitted to using banned steroids. Bonds and Sosa deny get ready because there's there's a real nuance to this they deny knowingly using performance enhancing drugs major league baseball started testing and started testing with penalties for peds performance enhancing drugs in 2004 so a lot of people, um, a lot of serious people, I read a piece by Stephen Hawking's, or Hawkins, rather, and he said that um, 
many fans consider Maris as the holder of the legitimate record. That is, of course, until now. Do you know I had somebody, um, I guess it was a few weeks ago, on my Facebook post, two, three weeks ago, something like that, actually write very critical stuff and that Aaron Judge is a steroid user. I don't think so. I just think he's six foot seven and 282 pounds. That's what I think. There doesn't seem to be just an ounce of impropriety in the guy. I mean, you just look at him. There's, there's, there's a quality to him. It's almost like Peter Pan. It's, it's a childlike quality, but I don't mean that he carries himself as a, as a, terrific grown man but there's a childlike quality to him you look in his eyes and it's um it's just it's it's evident it's there but really probably now you know you you, time goes by and then it's hard to remember exactly I do remember, though, because I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan. It was palpable. That Bonds and McGuire chase and Sosa as well. It was baseball loved it. I mean, it sold tickets. It sold merch. It was huge. And then Barry Bonds hit the Major League Baseball record of 73 for the San Francisco Giants in 2001. Uh, Chicago Cubs Sammy Sosa had 66, 65, and 63 during a four-season span, which began in 1998. I mean, it was it was huge. But everybody knew. Everybody knew. Let's not kid. Baseball knew. Everybody knew. You saw all these people that were bigger than you'd ever seen them. But I don't suspect that one bit. And since Babe Ruth, I think Aaron Judge is that kind of Ruthian concept, figure. Big smile, modest, doesn't try to show up pitchers or anything like that. If you remember, Mickey Mantle ran the bases when he hit a home run with his head down. Check it out on footage. That was to not show up the pitcher. They didn't do bat flips and all kinds of dances and all this stuff. Mickey Mantle would crush it. He hit a ball that it had not. I think it was in Washington Stadium. If if it did not hit a seat, it was still elevating. It would have gone out of that stadium. I think it's the furthest ball ever measured. Maybe someone's hit one further, but the furthest one that's ever been measured, I think 565 feet. And if I remember correctly, even though Mickey Mantle was a natural right-hander, he appeared to have more power. It wasn't just the Yankee Stadium right field porch was beautiful for a left-hand hitter. Mantle had more power. He was truly ambidextrous, and he had more power from the left side. 
and I'm almost positive, they they have a picture of that home run. Oh, it is it is incredible, majestic. He had the perfect swing, enormous forearms because he wasn't that big. I met Mickey Mantle. I spent a weekend seeing Mickey Mantle for hours. He said, and I heard him say it because he said it to me, that if he knew he was going to live this long, he would have taken better care of himself because his father died very young. Other family members, immediate family members died very young, and he thought he was going to die very young. So he lived hard. But he crushed that ball. I'm going to look it up during the break, which we're going to go to now. I'm pretty sure it was Washington. I'm pretty sure it was 565 feet. I know it smashed a chair, and they 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 showed the mark on the chair. Uh, the 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 whole thing about the baseball records, and I understand in different eras, they, in the 60s, they did these things called greenies, so they took uppers. But the difference between a performance-enhancing steroid and what that does and something that might just keep you awake, a little more alert. It's not – it's cheating. It's not good. But in my view, it's not anywhere near what the steroids did. And you can see it. I mean look at the the difference in home run production – Steroid era versus non-steroid era, which makes what Judge has done this season even more special. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It is, and it's 33 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Did you know that New Jersey is warning about nuclear emergency Check it out. Congressman Jeff Andrew, we broke it last night, has declined the NJEA endorsement process. He's not even playing their game. It's a Democrat organization. They pick Democrats, an occasional Republican. And uh, trick or treat. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. This is it, the big dryout day. As Ian's remnant low finally shoots out to sea, we'll see a drying trend here in South Jersey over the next 12 hours. I do have to leave the chance of scattered showers in the forecast, but we should trend drier this afternoon. Still cloudy and breezy, high of 60. Drying out, clearing out tonight, low 54. Mostly sunny, dry and mild tomorrow. High shoots for 73. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. The number of people doing business early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Oh, my gosh. I read something so phenomenal during the break. I want to I wish I could share it all, but it's too long. I want to share uh, a good part of it, though. I looked up the 10 furthest home runs that Mickey Mantle ever hit. And I couldn't get past the first one. I know that in looking at him, two of them were uh, against Washington, as I had mentioned uh, prior to the break. 
number one on Mickey Mantle's top ten home runs at Yankee Stadium. Mickey Mantle was batting left-handed, which for some reason, I mean, he hit home runs right-handed as well, but he had more power left-handed. It just, you can't explain these things when you have the ability to, to do that. I mean, it just, for whatever reason. It is May 22nd, 1963, and Mickey Mantle hit a ball that has been estimated that it would have gone 734 feet. That is, that's like supernatural. So here's the story. It's the bottom of the 11th inning, May 22nd, 1963 at Yankee Stadium. Mickey Mantle is leading off in the bottom of the 11th. The score is tied 7-7. They're playing the A's. I don't remember if they were. I don't think they were the Oakland A's then, but the A's. The pitcher is Bill Fisher. And he had this great idea to try to blow a fastball by Mickey Mantle. Bad idea. Mantle stepped into it. Perfect timing. Met the ball with the sweet spot of his bat. Hit it with everything he had. And they say the sound of the bat colliding with the ball was likened to a cannon shot. Oh, my gosh. I was going bananas. What? Reading this thing. The players on both benches jumped to their feet. The game's over, you see. It is the bottom of the 11th. And no, everybody knew that Mantle just hit a home run. But the point was, was he going to actually hit it out of Yankee Stadium? Now, folklore says, I wish I would have asked Mickey this question. Folklore says that never in a game that Mantle hit three balls out of Yankee Stadium during his lifetime. It's never been confirmed, but of course he could because on this occasion, here's what happened. This ball was still elevating It was getting ready to leave the stadium and beyond the third level, the third deck. They have a name for it and I forget. I have a piece of it, actually. I have an original piece of this stadium where Mickey – I have several pieces of the stadium. But I have the piece of the facade. They have a name for it. Um, I'll get it during the break. But it's a funny name. But it's that – architecturally interesting facade that goes all the way around the very top of the stadium. Unfortunately, it barely missed clearing that decorative facade on the roof of the third deck in right field. Mantle said about this, and there's video of this. I didn't get to watch it, but I have a link. I'm going to watch it later. He said, quote, I usually didn't care how far the ball went so long as it was a home run. But this time I thought this ball could go out of Yankee Stadium. Yogi Berra shouted, that's it, because he knew. He knew that Mantle had done it. This ball was still elevating at the time that it smashed into the facade. Let me give you an idea how hard he hit this ball. 
it was still traveling so fast at the time it hit the facade that it bounced back all the way to the infield of Yankee Stadium. Think about that. This is the roof of right field. Right center, actually. And it bounced all the way back to the infield. Here's what they did. People that are very, very smart. They used geometry. And they can count the distance with great accuracy of what a ball like this would have done. They use what's called the Pythagorean theory. In a right triangle, the square of the hypotenuse is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two sides. So they can determine the distance from home plate to the point where the ball struck the facade. Then they use the calculus to calculate the distance the ball would have traveled. So they know that it would have been at least 636 feet. They believe it would have been 734 feet. Now, there are factors that these smart mathematicians don't have at their disposal. Wind velocity, spin on the ball, the speed of the pitch, you know, and and some other factors. But just using the the, the geometry, they get to 734 feet because they calculate conservatively that the ball would be have gone 20 feet higher because it was still climbing so if it had gone 20 feet that takes it another 100 feet to 734 They talk about it's 20 feet, a fair estimate, because obviously you can't say for sure. But they believe actually that it would have gone higher than that. They estimated low just to make a good guess. How about that? So Mickey Mantle, I don't think anybody, although I will tell you, they also say that Babe Ruth hit balls over 600 feet. And I believe that. So as I mentioned, the legend has it that Mickey Mantle did hit balls completely out of Yankee Stadium up to three times during batting practice. And here's a good one for you. Twice left-handed and once right-handed. So he had power both ways. I liked Mickey as a lefty hitting home runs. There was just something about that swing. The right-handed swing was also majestic, but that left-handed swing, it was it was different. Mickey Mantle sort of hit on top of the ball with the right-handed swing, and on the left-hand swing, he hit almost like Judge. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but they did a really cool thing. They, they reversed the um, image, and they had Aaron Judge... And Barry Bonds during his record home run season. And they have almost the same swing. Judge has a little bit. It's not a lot. It used to be more a little bit of a leg kick. 
Bonds, I, I have to say, other than the steroids, and he denies using them, had the perfect swing. He choked up on the bat a little bit. He was very um, steady, motionless almost. A little bit like Giancarlo Stanton, but he didn't have a lot of movement. Very efficient. And the year he hit 73 home runs, they walked him like 177 times. I mean, truly a dominating season for sure. Back in a little bit. Don't go away. Uh, we're going to have Vaughn Real at 7. John Zarek at 8. 9 o'clock hour. Looks like wide open forum. Uh, but we'll we'll keep you posted as the morning goes on there. This is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. 54 minutes past the hour. So I went all the way down to number 7. Think about this, what I'm about to share with you. It's kind of mind-blowing. And I don't know how I remembered all these things that it was 565 feet that it was in washington i I don't even know why i know that but anyhow i've never seen it in this specificity before it only ranks seventh in mantle's top 10 home runs in terms of distance 565 feet on april 17th 1953 griffith stadium washington now, there was something about Washington. Uh, he hit Washington pitching a country mile. So how this is recorded is as it ranks as one of, if not the most famous home runs in history. It's the home run that actually termed or, or coined the term, quote, tape measure home run. You know, you hear that. Oh, my gosh, this is a tape measure home run. It's listed in the Guinness Book of World Records, and they have a Guinness Book of Sports Records, as the longest home run ever hit in a regular season Major League game. I don't know why, but I was able to recall this uh, in my opening comments. 565 feet off of Chuck Stobbs, and he hit it right-handed. Quote, the Yankees were playing the Senators at Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C. Griffith Stadium was a little bandbox of a ballpark. But as Mickey said, quote, it wasn't that easy to hit a home run there. There was a 90-foot wall in center field, and there always seemed to be a breeze blowing in. Lefty Chuck Stobbs was on the mound. A light wind was blowing out from home plate for a change. It was two years to the day since Mickey's first major league game. Mickey stepped up to the plate. Stobbs fired a fastball just below the letters, right where the Mick liked them. And he connected. I told you with the right hand, he 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 wanted a lower pitch left-handed. But right-handed, he hit different. He had a different sweet spot as a right-hander. Mickey stepped up to the plate. Stobbs fired a fastball just below the letters, right where the Mick liked them, and he connected full on with it. 
the ball took off toward the 391-foot sign in left center field. It soared past the fence, over the bleachers, and was headed out of the park when it ricocheted off of a beer sign on the auxiliary football scoreboard. Although slightly impeded, it continued its flight over neighboring 5th Street. It left the stadium anyhow and landed in the backyard of 434 Oakdale Street, several houses up the block. Billy Martin was on third when Mickey connected. As a joke, he pretended to tag up like it was just a long fly ball. Mickey didn't notice Billy's shenanigans. Quote, and this is what I was telling you about. I used to keep my head down as I rounded the bases after a home run. I didn't want to show up the pitcher. I figured he felt bad enough already. And Mickey almost ran into Billy. If not for third base coach Frank Crisetti, he would have. Had Mickey touched Billy, he would have automatically been declared out and he would have only been credited with a double. How about that? It really goes on and tells another great story about all this. We just don't have time uh, to share that. You know, it's been an eventful morning. Uh, One source, and we're going to work on some of these stories in between segments uh, during breaks. Um, My morning started with a good friend calling me, and there were 20-some cars in Egg Harbor Township uh, at the scene of an incident. We'll tell you more about that. We need to get more about that, actually. And another friend sent me uh, just another day in Atlantic City, a body discovered in Atlantic City. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's Deadwood. It's It's unbelievable. The likes of which we've never seen before because there is no attention to detail. Fortunately, the Atlanta County prosecutor is really laser beam focused, not only on the community service aspect of the job, which is noble. And I think it's makes it well-rounded, but also in terms of the law enforcement side, getting bad guys off the street, getting guns off the street, getting drugs off the street, getting the pedophiles off the street. I mean, this this cleanup is it's essential. And it's 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 as though the mayor of Atlantic City is just he's in love with himself. He, he looks in the mirror and sees Party Marty and oh, the world is great. It's a great day in Atlantic City. Can you say great day? Mayor Vaughn Real is next and he's for real. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. We are at six minutes past the hour. Uh, Owned by Margie and Vaughn Real, Sport Clips Haircuts is the official and exclusive haircuttery, not only for the Hurley in the Morning program, but for me personally. And uh, just continuing in terms of their continuing education and their 
talent, as stylists, just a, um, I, I, I mean, think about almost like a spa environment with the different uh, treatments and such. Uh, it's a great experience. It's not just a haircut. It is an experience at Sportcliffs Haircuts. Uh, Vaughn Real is here. I just have one quick thing I want to say, and this will probably come up after we um, get done the Sport Clips portion of the interview because there's a lot to share with you. Uh, there, there's a campaign that we're going to talk about. There's a new uh, program with the MVP. Uh, one of the stores is expanding. Uh, actually, um, two of the stores expanding hours of operation and uh, also the uh, annual, it seems like a uh, same time next year, visit on the annual thinning hair discussion. That's something that many are dealing with. And I have to say, and we'll see if the mayor agrees with this, one of the things about COVID-19 is it it attacks uh, the hairline. I don't know if it's directly the hair follicles or exactly what it does, but there's a certain percentage of people that have lost hair during COVID-19. That's not a um, gratuitous plug for Sport Clips, who has a program in this regard, it's simply a fact. All right, this is what I wanted to get in last hour, but I got so jazzed up about uh, Aaron Judge and about baseball and all of that. I just want you to pay attention. When gasoline prices just went through the roof, Joe Biden, these contemptible liars like Saki and, and now Jean, uh, Jean-Pierre, Corinne Jean-Pierre, They will tell you the president has no control over gasoline prices. Then do you remember for a few weeks, whatever it's been, six weeks, just a handful of weeks, the prices went down? There are a lot of reasons for that. The president raided the Strategic Petroleum Reserves uh, and put us actually, I think, in danger uh, that we're, we're back to like the 1970s since somebody did something like what Biden has done here. That was not a solution. That was not a strategy. But remember, when the prices started to come down just a little bit, then it's Biden policies that are responsible for that. And they think we're so stupid that we're going to forget that they said he has no control. So understand, liars who lie about lying is what we're talking about here. When prices go in the wrong direction, they lie to us and they say he has no control. When prices head in the right direction, they lie to us again. And say it's because of him and his great policies. And now they're on the rise again. Substantially, actually. And now they say he has no control over the price of a gallon of gasoline. How many of you remember me saying what a bad idea it is to rely on people that don't like us very much for our oil? And that when we went out of the business of being energy independent and a net oil exporter, how injurious that was going to be. And look where we are now. To quote Tony Montana, look at you now. (laughs) Mayor Real, welcome to your program. Uh, That was great, Tony Montana. Good morning. Good good morning to all your listeners. And I just want to say, I don't know if you guys are seeing it on the mainland, but I'm looking out my back deck and I'm looking at blue sky over the ocean. And it is really good to see. Well, you know, there's a great charity event coming in just a couple of days. So uh, God is great and has blessed us. Even though it's an indoor event, it's always nice to have nice weather 
to walk out your door into your car and to the event. So we're very happy that the rain is over. Mr. Mayor, Sport Clips has this wonderful Help a Hero campaign that's fast approaching. Tell us about it. Absolutely, Harry. So, you know, again, I want to thank your listeners for their patronage and support. But Sport Clips, every year what we do is we run the Help a Hero campaign. And essentially, we've partnered with the VFW uh, for the past eight years in uh, raising money for active military scholarships as they're transitioning to civilian life. Um, in fact, we've funded over $11.4 million in, schol- in, in scholarships to benefit active duty military transitioning to civ- civilian life. Last year, uh, thanks to our clients and our team members, we raised over a million and a half. This year, the goal is to raise $1.7 million, and that will fund over 300 scholarships so up to about $5,000 a piece. Mm. Um, our stores, all three stores, Deptford, Mays Landing, and Summers Point, they'll all be doing fundraising events. You know, so I think all three are doing a bake sale, but then they also typically do something on top of that. I think one store is having, uh, I'll say, a horror contest where they're decorating their, um, their used mannequin heads for Halloween and taking donations on votes. I think Summer's Point is taking donations and allowing people to vote on whether Margie or I get a uh, pie in the face. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're part of it. But um, it's, uh, it's a fun event, and it's really for a great cause. It runs from Ox- this uh, next Sunday, October 9th. I guess that's this Sunday. Well, yes, it is. I know, I know. Sunday, October 9th through Saturday, November 12th. And really the pinnacle of the campaign is Veterans Day, November 11th. And what we do on November 11th is we provide the free MVP, the free haircut with the MVP experience. So the the hot steam towel while they're in the massage chair, the three-point facial massage, the seven-point massaging shampoo, and then that relaxing neck and shoulder massage when you get back to your chair or treatment, which all takes only five minutes. We provide the haircut and MVP treatment for free to all active military and veterans. Mm. And then on top of that, we donate what would be essentially our normal margin per haircut uh, also to the campaign on November 11th. So it's a great day, and I encourage um, any of your listeners, because it's four weeks away, that are active military or veterans. You know, in the next four weeks, your hair is going to get a little gruffy. Come on in on Veterans Day, and we will be glad to take care of you. One of our stylists um, will um, provide you their their expert men's cutting skills in our exciting sports environment where you're watching high-def, you're watching uh, sports on high-def TV the entire time and then bring it back for that final MVP experience, which I just had one the other day with our new signature scent, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And gosh, I got to tell you, for folks that listen, it might sound corny, and it might sound like it takes, takes a long time. It literally only takes less than five minutes. But when you are done, it makes a meaningful difference. <laughs> I mean, you really feel great. So I encourage everybody, support the Help a Hero campaign, it benefits our active military who are transitioning to civilian life. When you come in, even if you're not getting a cut, if you just want to stop by the store and make a donation, and if you'd like to see me or Margie get a pie in the face over in Summers Point, um, you know, please make a donation there. Or Mays Landing or Deptford, 
you know, if you, you just want to grab some baked goods. So it's a really good cause. It's a really great purpose. And Sport Clips and the VFW have done a, a wealth of good for our active military transitioning into civilian life. Fantastic opening segment. We're going to be right back with Mayor Vaughn Real. Uh, when we come back, Vaughn will share with you the new Sport Clips MVP with the new signature scent. Mm. There's something to that, too. Uh, you're going to enjoy it. We'll be back. Don't go away in just a few moments here. Sean Hannity. And this is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. And we know it and we thank you for it. The truth and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. They didn't talk about inflation. They didn't talk about record gas prices. They didn't talk about law and order, which is out of control especially in in places like Philadelphia. I mean, they're having record crime. Um, we had, what, a man shot 20 times in Philly in, in broad daylight. I think they had, what, a, oh, they passed a 1,000 carjackings for the year recently. Things are that out of control. Record, record crime everywhere. They didn't talk about any of that stuff. And I don't think Democrats want to. And Jen Psaki's right. If, if this election is about Biden... And the climate alarmist cultists in the Democratic Socialist Party, they will lose. Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. War, inflation, and $30 trillion in debt. It's looking like 2008 all over again. Millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So call 855-815-GOLD to get a free gold kit and learn how you could get $10,000 or more in free silver to protect your retirement savings. Gold Co. has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they have placed over $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. This Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 21 minutes past the hour. We've got nine minutes in this segment. Let's make it count. We're talking about Sport Clips Haircuts, which is the official and exclusive haircuttery for the Hurley in the Morning program, that's professionally, but also for me personally, and uh, I'm very picky. Vaughn and Margie know this about me until, gosh, until probably right before Sport Clips, there had been a point in my life where a father and a son had cut my hair for over 40 or almost 50 years, just two people from the same gene pool. So I'm really particular I want to keep what I've got. And uh, I'm really a very satisfied. I'm not saying this to Vaughn in friendship because we are friends. Uh, I'm a really satisfied uh, regular Sport Clips haircuts client. I go a minimum of once a month and sometimes even closer to three, three and a half weeks. So I'm there quite a bit. I saw those paper bags 
where if you made a donation, uh, you could throw a pie in the face of Vaughn or Margie, depending on who wins. I don't know if you win that or if you lose that. All right, Mayor, it's um, your turn. Sport Clips MVP, you're introducing a new signature scent. Do tell. I am, Harry. Before I get there, I do have to say that uh, my lovely wife, Margie, not your lovely wife, Margie, reminded me that when you do come in and donate for Help a Hero, um, you will receive either a uh, beer koozie, or I should say a drink koozie, or a Sport Clips refrigerator uh, magnet, which is a bottle opener in the shape of a football. People love those friggin' things. Nice. And, and that... Um, when I was a child, actually, I had my hair cut, same by, cut by the same person, Anthony Fermetti, God rest his soul, in Margate, uh, for 50 years until we opened up Sport Clips. I mean, just about the same here, Tom and Michael Coppoleccia. Uh Very, very similar experience. It's weird. I mean, when you because you know what that's like, and I have that experience now with Carly B. I love to be able to just sit down and I don't have to say anything. I don't have to say how I want my hair cut, you know, and this and that. I just sit down, and it's a great experience. It really is. And you, I know you're, you are, we're in the spa business. And one of the things that we've recently done at Sport Clips is we've wandered down that path, uh, what I'll say is aromatherapy. Yeah. Um, so what we did is we normally had that tea tree scented, a uh, hot steam towel. So once they put you in the massage chair, they come over and they put that hot steam towel on your face right before the uh, the three-point facial and the seven-point uh, shampoo massage. What they decided this year was to really get into the aromatherapy, and we call it our new signature scent. And it's kind of funny because when I first heard the pitch, I said it's impossible. Nothing can be relaxing and invigorating at the same time. But what they've done is they've blended the scents of chamomile, lavender, and eucalyptus into this new signature scent. And when you're there and they put that hot steam towel on your the massage chairs going, and you get all that scent going up into your uh, airways, it is just wonderful. Yep. Um, Mayor, I think I talked to you about this before, but this goes all the way back to 1980, low 80s, early 80s, mid 80s, something like that at the Golden Nugget. And the customers loved we had the rolled hand towel and it was um, eucalyptus oil was applied. The aromatherapy, Mayor, is real. Now, we didn't do, and pun intended, real. We didn't do the chamomile and the lavender. I imagine that just takes it, jacks it up to the next level uh, over the top. But aromatherapy is real. I'm a believer. I, I am now a believer. I never was before, and I tried that. I've, I've now had it. We just rolled it out about uh, three or four weeks ago, I think. Well, it might have been a little longer, but I've had it now twice. And every time I do, I was like, man, that is absolutely worth it. And the nice thing that we're doing right now is we have a supply of car air fresheners. So when one of our clients comes in, they get what we call the ultimate MVP. So a lot of guys, um, once they get the MVP, they're like, wow, that was great. I want to do it again. What we do is we package it up. We used to call it double. Now we call it the ultimate MVP. What happens is while you're in the massage chair, you're going to get two hot steam towel treatments with two facial massages. 
you're going to get a shampoo and then a conditioner, both with the seven-point massage treatment. And then they bring you back to your chair and you get the double neck treatment um, with those with those wands, which is just spectacular. When you get the double MVP, we're giving our clients a car air freshener that has the new signature scent. And I've got one in my car, and it really was very helpful for my car. <laughs> uh, it really needed an air freshener. But um, it's what I encourage everybody to do is come on in. If you haven't had the MVP, gosh, do the MVP, because it's really like nothing um, you're ever going to experience in a hair salon. Unless you said, like you said, you actually go to a spa for a treatment, for an aromatherapy treatment now. And uh, get the double MVP. It takes uh, takes an extra two or three minutes. Uh, I think it costs an extra five bucks, four bucks. And you've got that double treatment. And you walk out with an air freshener. If I know most guys, their cars could use it. Um, so that is our new signature scent. And I'm also pleased to announce, Harry, that we're finally kind of bouncing back from COVID. It's taken a long time. And I'll still tell you that that lower, that that portion of the labor market that, that we, uh, access, um, is really still having a difficult time. You know it from the restaurateurs, you know it from the retailers. So Margie and our store managers have done a great job. Um, we now staff a lot of folks, a lot more folks than we used to that work, um, different schedules, shorter schedules. But what we've finally been able to do is get back to what we consider full team strength and reopen two of our stores on Sundays. We're going to be reopening the third on Sundays in Deptford shortly as well. But right now, in May's Landing uh, at the Hamilton Commons, right by five below, um, our Sport Clip store is open from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sunday. So it's almost that pre-football window. Um, you might get lose part of the first game, but the nice thing about Sport Clips, the game's on. Yeah. And it's on on nine different TVs, all in high def while you're there. So, folks, if you like that Sunday afternoon or that early Sunday, uh, late Sunday morning haircut, you can come on in to, to um, Maze Landing, what we call uh, right by five below at the Hamilton Commons from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then on November 9th, we're expanding, or I'm sorry, November 6th, we're expanding our hours in Summers Point. Now, the Summers Point store is in the ShopRite Center over by Applebee's. And on November 6th, they'll start opening again on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. We have found that um, in that little four-hour window, we are getting a crush of haircuts. And I'll also remind the folks that when you get a haircut at sport clubs, because I know you come about sport clips, and I know you come about every four weeks, what you can do in the middle is come back in for a complimentary neck trip. Um, if you're like me, the hair on your neck grows a lot faster than the hair on the top of your head. And after about two weeks, it needs to be cleaned up a little. Well, you can come in the sport clips and we will give you a complimentary neck trim, trim to keep you looking you know, uh, handsome and tight. I love Mayor. Let's get the bottom of the hour break in. I love the uh, touches. Uh, it's um, I think it's important. It sets you apart. The attention, the detail is noted. You feel it when you're in the store. Uh, if there's any more on that, the time is yours when we come back, Mayor Real. And I know we're going to close out the sport clips portion of the interview. We'll leave some time to talk some uh, 
amazing, fantastical political things that just are almost uh, proving that bizarro world uh, is not a is not a construct that it actually exists. But the topic when we come back will be the annual thinning hair discussion that Mayor Real will share and uh, go into that COVID-19 aspect because I know it. I know it's real. I've talked to people that said, oh, my God, my, my hair changed. You know, I, I can just tell uh, since COVID-19 it's um, it's happening to a certain percentage of those. And almost everyone has had COVID-19 now. And a certain percentage will have hair loss as a result or your hair won't seem as full or something uh, molecular almost changes. We'll be back with Mayor Vaughn Real as we continue our discussion right after this on the Hurley in the Morning program. WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. At 31 minutes past the hour, I'm Harry Hurley. Three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Did you know that New Jersey is actually warning about a potential nuclear emergency? There's a campaign. Check it out. We have the story. Congressman Jeff Andrew has declined to even interview, to even participate with the NJEA endorsement process. And check out our piece on the region, the Metro Market Halloween trick-or-treat in the fentanyl age. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Several spots in South Jersey picked up more than seven inches of rain this week. Now we're just 24 hours away from sunshine. The chance of scattered showers will continue today. Still cloudy, breezy, kind of misty, high of 60. The coastal flooding picture looks better, although minor flooding possible at high tide. Drying out tonight, clouds and fog clear, low 54, mostly sunny and 73 tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Enjoy. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 36 minutes past the hour with Vaughn Real. We are talking about Sport Clips Haircuts. Sport Clips Haircuts is the official and exclusive haircuttery for the Hurley in the Morning program and for me personally. Uh, and we love it there. Absolutely love it. Uh, I, I go to the Summers Point store. I used to go to the Hamilton Township store. So two out of three. And I've seen the um, the Defford store, although I've not been in the Defford store. I know exactly where it is. All right, Mayor, this is a very important discussion because this is something that's affecting a significant amount of the, the public, the population. And I also believe since COVID-19, there there are many, many additional people dealing with hair loss. Harry, um, I can't wait to talk politics, but this is an important discussion. And really, your, your lead-in on COVID was um, Kreskin-like um, because it was something I intended to reference. During COVID-19, about one in five uh, patients suffered increased, uh, I'll give you a two-cent word, intelligent effluvium, which actually just means male pattern hair loss. Um, and they, one in five experienced an acceleration of it and a, um, the, an increase in how acute it is. And what they speculate is that it's normal that after a high fever, you shed some hair. 
But with COVID, because the fevers were so high and so long, uh, the speculation is that it actually exacerbated the male pattern baldness. Now, to your point, almost 70% of your listeners, because 70%, roughly 72% of all men above the age of 30, have some type of male pattern hair loss, whether it be thinning, whether it be balding, etc. And a lot of guys just walk around and they don't do anything about it. And you really, and, and that's great. They're secure with themselves as I am. Um, but there is actually something you can do about it. And it doesn't need to be an expensive treatment. It doesn't need to be hair transplants. There are three different products that any guy can use to help reduce their hair thinning or hair loss or make it appear thicker. The first product is called an anti-thinner. What the anti-thinner does is it nourishes your scalp, it cleans your scalp, it nourishes it, and it slows down your hair thinning out. And a lot of our stylists, some men might get offended, they're trained that when they see your hair thinning or they see male pattern bonus, they're, they're trained to say, hey, we've got a product, it's an anti-thinner, it's great for your scalp, and it'll help slow that progression of the thinning or male pattern baldness. What we also have are products that are called thickeners. What the thickener does is it goes in and it increases the volume of the follicle. So it makes the existing hair stronger and makes it look fuller. So you've got the anti-thinner, which slows the process. You've got the thickener, which actually makes it look thicker and makes the hair follicle a little bit stronger. And then the final product is regrowth. Now, a lot of people don't believe you can regrow hair. But for about 60% of men between the age of 25 and 50, they're going to have tremendous success with a product line that we call, well, that we carry. It's called, uh, it's called Nioxin. And the active ingredient in Nioxin is minoxidil. And it actually regrows hair. I use it. I've been using it now for eight years. And I'm the only man in my family that isn't completely bald. Um, with the minoxidil, what that actually does, it's a product that you got to use for roughly six to eight weeks before you start to see results and you'll feel a tingling in your scalp. You actually will when you start using it. And after the first three or four weeks, you'll see some shedding, but then your hair grows back fuller, thicker, and it's actually causing regrowth in follicles that before this weren't active. So you've got that, and that product is dioxin. So we've got product lines on all three, product lines like Paul Mitchell. Um, so these are um, salon quality professional products that any guy can go out there and you start with the hair thinner, maybe the thickener, and then transition to the regrowth, depending on the state that your hair is in. But when you talk with our guy-trained expert stylist, they'll point you in the right direction. So what I want to tell your listeners is, guys, if you're suffering from male pattern baldness, I shouldn't say suffering, if you're experiencing male pattern baldness and you don't like it, you can take steps to treat it either using a hair thinner, a hair thickener, or a regrowth product. And they're actually pennies on the day to use. I use all three. Um, so that is, uh, we shortened the message this year. Uh, because last year, I think people got depressed when I talked too much about male, paired and bo- <laughs> male pattern baldness. <laughs> mayor, well done. When we come back, uh, the mayor has picked the topics, and we will talk some politics and and really state of the uh, 
the country. A lot to uh, unpack and a lot of it not very pleasant. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Mayor Vaughn Real. I am respectfully yours early in the morning in this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, we've got a lot of ground to cover and 12 minutes to do it. A quick shout out to the hero, Mike Heath. Mike sent me, and I've been meaning to say this for the better part of, when did he send it? He sent it at uh, 716. I wrote him back. So what's that, about uh, 32 minutes ago? He has sent me photos and a video, by the way. I have to say... It's one of the most spectacular rainbows I've ever seen. If you didn't know better, it looks like it's um, digitally enhanced or something, like it's like fabricated. Uh, and I guess it was by God. It is one of the most beautiful rainbows, thick rainbows, perfect arch, arching type um, shape. Phenomenal hero. Beautiful. Text me your uh, vantage point. Um, looks like looks like Mike might be on the Ocean City Bridge there. Let me know where you are, Hero, on this. My gosh, it's just gorgeous. All right, Mayor, you get the topics. You're the guest. Take it away. Well, Harry, there's a lot to unpack in the news cycle. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you got to wonder who's running the country because it's obviously not Joe Biden. No, you know, is, it, is it Ron Klain? Is it? Is, it is, is the Prime Minister Klain. By the way, this is a double rainbow hero. I, I got you here on this. This is two rainbows. This is like Wizard of Oz or something. I'm thinking there's going to be like a pot of gold at the end of it or something. Yes, uh, Mayor, to, to respond to that, it is Ron Klain who around Washington, D.C., he and he started it, actually. It's not like it's not even respect. It's it's almost mockery. Uh, he is referred to as the prime minister. And then you have that contemptible uh, Susan Rice. They're they're the two BMOCs. Well, this is an awful combination, and yeah. I think it's playing out not only domestically but uh, internationally. Um, so I, I, we could start, we could work on that when we can talk about the New Jersey bill. Now, everybody, and I have the utmost sympathy, everybody knows somebody that's dealing with some type of mental health issue. But there is a bill that's advancing through our legislature right now that essentially is the trigger. Um, for California's crime problems, Pennsylvania's crime problems, and New York's crime, crime, crime problems, where we're going to allow nonviolent offenders who claim to have a mental health issue um, to, to not be imprisoned. Um, and that is the first step down a very slippery slide. It is actually what triggered a lot of the crime in California, Pennsylvania, and New York. That type of law was the first stepping stone. Um, so we got to be very careful. I know it's a great thought. It's a great idea. But all of a sudden, any nonviolent criminal says, oh, you know what? I've got a mental health issue. And bam, they're back on the street. So we've got to be real careful. 
You could talk about the Vermont women's volleyball team. Ten young women who can't play volleyball anymore, uh, high school women or high school young ladies, because they don't want to change in the same locker room as a transgender player. They're not. They're saying they're not homophobic. They're not. They're not anti-trans. Nor am I. But it makes them uncomfortable because the person getting changed is a preoperative transgender. So you've got ten high school girls in the room with one high school transgender athlete, and the school is saying that the girls, all ten of them, have to change in one single bathroom while the transgender gets changed in the women's locker room. Something really wrong with that. It's a little flipped. Um, we could talk about OPEC threatening to cut over uh, almost 2 million barrels a and, day. And, and, Mayor, it was going to be a million, and that was going to be a problem. Now it's 2 million. Uh, as you know, the president went to Saudi Arabia after trashing him. And, look, I think that whole Khashoggi thing is is awful, but after trashing them – he goes there hat in hand begging for them to open the spigot. Not only do they not do that, they're going to cut it back. So this is what you get. Elections have consequences. We were energy independent. We were a net oil exporter. And look at us now, Mayor. Well, I think that's where we focus on, because from my purview, energy independence is our number one national security issue. And the focus on anything other than that, after seeing what's going on, is stupidity. So let's talk a little bit about some stupidity, what's going on in California. Um, the average price in California this week, and a lot of this data is from the Wall Street Journal, was over $6.29. And they've always been higher than the, the national average, but it's now the spread is the largest in two decades. And a lot of that is due to their additional taxes and their climate policies where their requirements for these refineries are so absurd that they're, they're intentionally driving the refineries out of California. In fact, since 2017, they lost 12% of their refining capacity. And this year, they're on target to lose another 8% of their refining capacity. So almost one-fifth of the refining capacity in about six years out the window. So what happens is you have you can't keep running these refineries at full tilt. You got to shut them down. You've got to maintain them. If a storm comes, you've got a problem, and that's where California is right now. The West Coast supply of oil is the lowest since it's been since World War One. And if you listen to a guy by the name of Tom Closa from the Oil Price Information Services. California and the progressives don't like big oil, but the profitability per barrel of oil in California for a refiner, 101 bucks per barrel. If you compare that to Texas, $6.06. Mm. So what they're actually doing by doing all this is they're driving small producers, small refiners out of the California market, and only the big oil companies can survive. So it's really kind of ironic and i'm not sure that most people in california understand that they pay 629 and when you look at a like california if you look at texas or florida who after the impact of ian after those supply disruptions same time period their gas price three dollars and eleven cents and three dollars and 39 cents respectively the problem here is newsom is thinking about making a run 
for president in 2024. And he wants to share all this great climate change stuff with us, um, climate protection stuff with us, but never talks about their rolling blackouts, their shortages, or the fact that they were paying $6.29 per gallon. Now, part of this, I believe, is our, I'm going to say, arrogance or proximity bias. An event is close to us. So we think we are so smart that because these storms that we're experiencing um, seem to be really, really violent, that it must be the climate changing. And I'm not a climate change denier. I think the climate is changing. I think our understanding of what the cause and effects of that climate change is woefully off schedule. And NOAA kind of just validated a lot of what I'm going to say, but let's do a little history lesson. You know, the the world is 4.5 billion years old. Um, around 180 million years ago, New Jersey was bordering North Africa and was tropical. 180 million years ago. The continents, as everybody knows, are drifting, and they bang into each other, and they're going to keep drifting. And that means sometime, many, many years from now, New Jersey is going to be tropical again. Right now, we're considered subtropical. The point here is that you're not stopping what's called tectonic plate shift. These plates are shifting, and they're moving. The crust of the Earth is fluid. All these continents move. So until you can figure out a way from New Jersey from migrating back down to the tropics, you got a big problem with climate change that we're not addressing with fossil fuels. The second point here, uh, or following the same line, our original ancestors existed 6 billion years ago. Humans have been on the Earth for 208,000 years. There have been five ice ages. They happen about every 100,000 years, so humans have lived through Two ice ages. Mm -hmm. Human beings have survived two ice ages. We are actually currently in an ice age. We're in a, at the tail end of it, what's called an interglacial period, um, which began 11,000 11, years ago. The point here being is that those ice ages started and receded. The earth cooled and then the earth warmed without anybody burning any fossil fuel. The final point that I'd make on this is if you change your paradigm just a little bit and you look at when we started tracking these temperatures, we started taking uh, world average temperatures, basically eight, late 1800s, 1880s. In the 1970s, everybody thought we were heading towards an, another ice age. And the media covered it with headlines like the Earth's cooling client. That was the science news in November 1969, the Washington Post from January 11th, 1977, is this another ice age? Time Magazine from 1974, the ice age cometh. Uh, new, let's see, New York Times, September 14th, 1975, pacemaker of the ice ages. So everybody believed in the 1970s that we were heading into another ice age, even Noah got caught into what you consider what's called proximity bias because all the data is so close. We fail to look at all the other years. Um, when you actually do look at it, now again, there are some scientists that really want to debate global, global temperature rise and what the causes are, but the media really already says, hey, this is a settled issue. Um, when we think about this. Believe it or not, 30 seconds, Mayor, close it out. Okay. 2,000 years since Jesus Christ? Yeah. 
We've been collecting data for 180 years. That's less than one-tenth of 1%. Would you go to a casino on one-tenth of 1% odds? Yet we are absolutely sure that with only data, 180 years of data out of 2,000, that fossil fuels are creating climate change. We need to be energy independent. We need to really look at this from a broader perspective. Ten seconds. And Harry, I appreciate you. I appreciate your audience and your support of Help a Hero at Sport Clips. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Great to be with you. When we come back, John Zarek on a special day, we're going to be an intensive charity dinner preparation tomorrow and Friday. So we asked John uh, days ago, would he be able to join us today? So we won't miss him. He's next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. We'll take it. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour, and I want to thank John Zarek for his flexibility. Uh, I talked to John about a week ago and said that we're going to be an intensive setup for our annual charity dinner. Hard to believe 14th annual charity dinner at resorts casino hotel. We're going to be an intensive setup for Thursday, tomorrow and Friday, of course. And then the event Friday night. Uh, and I asked John if he would be uh, willing to switch and come in today. Uh, and I'm happy to say that the counselor has agreed this is Smart Law with John Zarek, presented by the law offices of John Zarek. John Zarek is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the Morning program. And the law offices of John Zarek focuses their efforts on criminal defense law. Their goal is to provide you and yours with the very best legal defense. They do it and they repeat it. They're really terrific. 609 609- Six four one twenty two sixty six to reach John, Brendan, Stephanie, the entire team. Six zero nine six four one twenty two sixty six. Visit the law firm and the law offices of John Zarek on the web at johnzarek.com. Z a r y c h. Johnzarek.com. Well, hello there, Counselor. Good morning, Harry. So good to be here. Good to have you. Thanks for the switch. Well, it's my pleasure. Anything I can do to uh, to help uh, your charitable efforts, I I always support you, and uh, I'll continue to support you Thank any way you. I can. Well, you and do. Switching a day, yeah. switching switching one day is not a big deal. Thank so. you, John. Appreciate you. Uh, time is yours, Counselor. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to pick from. I'm going to call it a cornucopia buffet. Uh, take it away. Yeah, Harry, I I wanted to talk about uh, not only criminal law today, I wanted to talk about criminal law is what I do, uh, but I want to talk about law in general, you know, uh, kind of an overview of the things that are out there and the things that people need. Um, I've got a, uh, uh, again, it's, it's, I, I think it may be a sign of the times. I just hear so many complaints. Um, 
in so many different areas of law. And I wanted to talk about that and uh, want to be more aggressive about letting people know that, that they can call me about any type of case. Um, I do criminal defense. That's what I do. But um, since I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, um, a lot of people are calling me about a lot of different kinds of cases, a lot of different kinds of cases. And I want to I want to let people know that that's a um, that's a good thing to do. You know, uh, 609-641-2266. And it's uh, Z-A-R-Y-C-H for those who don't know already. But I, I really it really is disappointing. And that's why I'm taking this position. It's really disappointing for people to um, call me and for me to hear that they had a bad experience with a lawyer in uh, a personal injury area or malpractice area or uh, divorce or um, workers' compensation or or anything. Um, and it's real, real estate, business, contracts, commercial litigation. Commercial litigation means one businessman suing another. Uh, so estates, you know, and I want to, uh, you know, I want to let people know I, I did all those areas of law when I uh, started practicing in New Jersey uh, 40 years ago. So it's been uh, a while and I've done a lot of a lot of different things like in negotiations, business, uh, real estate. I uh, negotiated, uh, as you know, I, I was a lawyer hired as a negotiator for Donald Trump. We, we bought uh, several properties together over several key properties together over over uh, several years in the early days when he was acquiring property, uh, including some of the property that was important for the uh, Trump Plaza, which was, I guess, one of the most successful casinos in the history of Atlantic City. It's true. Uh, he was in at the right time. It was run very well. Um, the transportation center was was excellent, and uh, he had he had the entryway to Atlantic City coming in off the expressway. Trump Plaza was right there, so it was it was really a home run for him. And I was involved in some of the acquisitions with regard to that, and uh, and some follow up ac acquisitions over a few years. So. That stuff, obviously, I understand that. Um, also, did a lot of real estate acquisitions for a lot of people. One of my one of my clients, uh, two partners, actually purchased the Internal Revenue Service Center in um, in Pennsylvania, which is a regional <laughs> service center. It is a monster. It's um, and it was a very, very, very big deal, and we negotiated that deal and and it uh, closed that deal um that was i think at that time it was probably about 20 million dollars i guess now the equivalent would be 200 million dollars yes. for a property like that so obviously we we did a lot of that and um also personal injury i did uh, 
uh, you know, a lot of personal injury cases, settled a lot of cases, took cases to trial, got verdicts in the case. Uh, it wasn't my thing. You know, it wasn't my thing because uh, I, money just never excited me. If you like money, I always tell people, if you want to go into law and you like money, personal injury is the place to be, you know, if if, if that is what you like to focus on. And, and and you're getting money for the clients, too, as well as yourself when you're, you're doing that. But it never gave me... Uh, the the zing so to speak what interested me over the years and i you know every kind of law i did so i did some divorce law early on starting out until i figured out what i really wanted to do i did a lot of divorce law and you know we had trials and um one thing i learned in divorce law um and i was i was doing criminal law from day one you know and i was uh, handling cases and trying cases and so forth. And, and there's nothing in, nothing in terms of, uh, I guess you could say excitement or you could say terror, uh, like criminal law. You know, there, when you're, uh, when you're waiting for a verdict, uh, and, and I think everyone can remember waiting for the OJ verdict. Yes. It's riveting. I mean, it's absolutely riveting. And, you know, the, the sense of overwhelming anxiety is so intense that, um, you know, a lot of people just don't want to handle that sort of stuff. And I, re- I remember I was practicing, you know, I was, I was doing a lot of divorce um, cases. And uh, one thing I saw, and this is really important, I wanted to, especially when people are looking for divorce lawyers, there would be... Uh, you know, several bruisers, you know, like people that were very so-called strong divorce lawyers. Um, but a lot of that, now, I can't say uh, people didn't know how to try cases, but a lot of that, a lot of the uh, threat from people like that was they did know how to try a case, but they would really throw their weight around uh, with lawyers who weren't skilled at trying cases in family law. So if you got a lawyer, and I remember one particular well-known lawyer, I I was not very well-known in the area at that time, you know, just starting out and getting involved in community and so forth. there was one particular lawyer. We got the the panel. You go to a early settlement panel, and they recommend a result. And this um, lawyer said uh, it was it was generally gruff and and uh, not very well liked in general. Said, "Well, uh, we're not giving you that. We'll give you half of that." You know, I don't know if they recommended a hundred thousand. This lawyer said the offer was fifty thousand, uh, and I said, "Well, why would you say something like that?" Well, that's what we're doing. Uh, that's what we think is fair, and so forth. And yeah, a lot of nonsense, you know. And uh, and I, I already had the experience of dealing with a lot of people, a lot of BS, you know, a lot of a lot of nonsense, and spotted that as nonsense too. And I said. Uh, so what are you going to do, I said, if you don't, I tried to be as low-key as possible, you know, 
what are you going to do if I don't uh, if I don't agree to that? And they said, well, I'll try the case. I'll try the case. I'll try. I'll try this case right now. You know what I mean? And um, so I said, wow. Uh, and that I, I can tell you, if you don't have a lawyer who knows how to go to trial and goes to trial and doesn't panic at going to trial, that's the moment where you lose your fortune. That's the moment where you suffer interminably with payments forever and you lose money up front. And so they said, I'm, well, I'll go to trial. And I said, oh, let me get this straight. You Do you mean, uh, you know, like picking a jury of like 12 people when you say go to trial, picking a jury of like like what I do for a living, picking a jury of like 12 people, courtroom filled, half of the side of the courtroom hates the other side of the courtroom, uh, lots of witnesses, experts, cross-examination, press, stuff like that. You mean that kind of trial? Or do you mean the kind of trial where it's you and your client in the courtroom with a judge and nobody interested, no press, no pressure, and you have your client testify and the other person testify, and maybe an accountant or something. Is that what you're talking about, that kind of trial? Well, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a matrimonial trial. I said, okay, we'll go to trial, right? Let's go to trial. So the person goes away, comes back, comes back and said, my client has reconsidered, will settle for the recommendation of the panel, which was <laughs> twice as much as they were just trying to push me out of, right? And, and the one thing that a lot of the matrimonial lawyers won't do, now some will, they, they don't stick. I mean, if the, if the client doesn't have the money to, to go to trial, you know, sorry, they're not going to continue. And, well, we'll take that. I said, no, no. We reconsidered. We're going to, um, we want uh, the deal that you were offering us. We'll give you less. And believe me, in this circumstance, their client was a horrible person. John, I want to leave a cliffhanger because we're so late for the first break. I was just enthralled. I couldn't, there was no jumping point. Uh, why do I have a feeling that that first deal is off the table now? The deal they could have had, the fair deal they could have had from the beginning, uh, they didn't want. Now they came back and they wanted it. I can't wait to hear how this uh, ends. We'll be back in just a few minutes with John Zarek. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM radio. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, let me do the Reader's Digest condensed version. If you missed it, you can always listen to the podcast later today, which I encourage you to do right from the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. But John is telling uh, a great story about a case that he was involved in where he made a fair offer for settlement disposition. And it was, um, I'll just say, it sounds like it was rudely rejected 
uh, and half of just pulling out of the air, half of what John suggested was offered. Then things go on. The case goes on. And suddenly, I guess I, I, I understand what John is saying. He's winning the case. And suddenly uh, the adversary is very anxious to settle at the original amount that John offered from the beginning. In other words, it could have been over long ago. So, John, uh, take it from there. Where, where do we go from here? Yeah, Harry. Actually, the case never got tried. This was the negotiation. Okay, I got you. They tried to steal this in, yeah. in negotiations. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, gotcha. So um, uh, then when they finally saw that we weren't going to buckle and we were willing to go to trial, which is really no big deal in matrimonial law, you're, you're sitting there in an empty courtroom with your client and um, – your your client and um, the other attorney and their client and a judge and you know there's no excitement there's no nothing to be afraid of uh, you put your client on you you know ask some questions you have the other client get on you cross examine and vice versa and maybe you have uh, in a bigger case an economic expert like um, a CPA who testifies. And, uh, you know, maybe another maybe a, another witness or two. No big deal. But, you know, pe- for people that don't have trial experience and really don't know what they're doing, that prospect is absolutely terrorizing, you know, because they don't know what to do and they don't want to be found out for not knowing what to do. So it could also you run into I'll just say it. You don't I don't lift you up by tearing someone else down, but a bad practitioner might just, you know, want to get the hell out of there. All right, I offer you, I say 100, you say 50. All right, we'll take it. You met us in the middle, and and that would not have been a good thing to do. Yeah, it it happens all the time. I mean, it's just, it happens all the time. And so in, in this case, uh, we said, no, you know, we're not going to, we, we would have taken the other deal, but that deal's off the table, the fair deal. Now we'll, you know, we want the deal, we want 75% of the available money and we think, you know, because the client, the other person's client and, you know, you, this all goes into the, the factoring of the case. The other person was a, a downright snake, you know, and deserving of all bad things. <laughs> so, um, there was no moral problem with taking this position and, and the, the person went back and the lawyer went back and talked to their client and came back and said, okay, we'll settle. For that, and I, I, I thought I was disgusted. Really, you know, I, I did what I did for my client, but I, but really, um, to act like such a tough person, um, and then uh, really, obviously, have the lawyer's own interest at heart was pretty bad. So it's important to have a good matrimonial lawyer. Um, also, in the personal injury area. There are people who from day one, um, you know, really good people, Paul D'Amato, Bob Sandman, um, um, well, number of other yeah. lawyers who are good lawyers who, uh, you know, they start working from day one and they don't stop working until the entire case is, is uh done you know until the case is settled or the case is tried and they've gone to trial um 
a, a number of times, and they'll keep going to trial. They yeah. don't. They don't. Uh, they don't look to get out of work. And like you in your space in your lane, John, when you mentioned Paul, I mean, obviously, I, I not only have great. Uh, personal affection for Paul, Sandy, uh, Alexa, Steve, the entire team, but also uh, I know them up close. I've, I've watched them in the courtroom and I've watched them over a period of years where they don't rush a bad settlement uh, just to and, you know, close the file and to, to get a settlement uh, and ring the cash register. They work it till the end. And everyone knows, just like in your case, John, and we can talk about this after the break. We've got to go for a few minutes. Everybody knows on the personal injury side that D'Amato is willing to go to trial, which changes everything. When when insurance companies and everybody that looks at these things, when they know exactly who they're working with, who they're dealing with, uh, it's it's utterly game changing if you have the right counsel. I I I will only go this far as to say. I know firsthand what they're capable of, and it, and it, it is truly um, commendable and uh, exceptional. Back with John Zarek in just a few moments. I'm Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app, BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Did you know that New Jersey is warning right now about nuclear emergency? Check out the coverage on the app. Congressman Jeff Andrew has declined the opportunity to even interview with the NJEA and their whole endorsement process. He's not even participating. And the Atlantic City area, we wrote a piece about Halloween trick or treat in the fentanyl age. Back with John in just a few minutes. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. This is it, the big dryout day as Ian's remnant low finally shoots out to sea. We'll see a drying trend here in South Jersey over the next 12 hours. I do have to leave the chance of scattered showers in the forecast, but we should trend drier this afternoon. Still cloudy and breezy, high of 60. Drying out, clearing out tonight, low 54. Mostly sunny, dry and mild tomorrow. High shoots for 73. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It's uh, 39 minutes past the hour. John Zarek continues smart law with John Zarek. Counselor, time is yours. Yes, Harry, we were talking about uh, personal injury attorneys and the importance of having good attorneys in every area. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm telling everyone out there, all my listeners, all my clients, um, I just hear too many complaints about uh, attorneys not either not doing a good job or not engendering client confidence. Some attorneys do a good job. But they're just horrible at making the client understand that they did a good job, which leaves the client unhappy during the legal experience and for many years to come, uh, very often, feeling that they 
were taken advantage of or they didn't um, didn't get they, what they, they deserve. Now, everyone can't be pleased, but a lot more people, in my opinion, can be pleased than are being pleased out there. So we mentioned, uh, you know, lawyers in different areas, and, and certainly, you know, I mentioned uh, Paul D'Amato and Bob Sandman, um, Pat Darcy certainly is no pushover. He's he and his crew, uh, Darcy Johnson Day, they're they're guys that will really, um, you know, start working on the case from day one and then continue working on the case um, until it's finished or tried. And they're not afraid of trial. You know, certainly they'll settle a case if that's the appropriate thing to do, considering the risk involved and the, and perhaps the expense involved for the client potentially. Because most of these lawyers will forward, they'll put up the money for investigation, for experts and accountants and so forth, anyone needed to do the case. But that money comes out of the of the recovery afterwards. So the client is paying for it sometimes. And if, if it takes $30,000 to try a case and to get an extra $30,000, and plus there's a risk of being no cause, which means the jury finds against you and you get nothing, then, you know, it is prudent to settle the, that type of case just as it would be in a criminal case or a divorce case. And by the way, not that you're going at that angle, but for the firms that, you know, have the, the wherewithal to do this, if they don't recover, they're out all those expenses. They are. They are. And uh, so it's important you know, it's important to have a good lawyer in any area. And um, that's why I say to any of my clients or anyone out there at all, if you have a legal problem, I'm glad to take those calls. I mean, I'm <laughs> living, I'm living a life, uh, I'm living the dream really right now because I get to do law um, five, sometimes six, seven days a week, um, sometimes day and night. And I just, I enjoy every phone call. I enjoy every uh, challenge, every court appearance. It just happens to be what I like to do, what I always wanted to do. So people are not bothering me, even if it's a small matter, to call. And uh, and I probably, in the last two weeks, have gotten 10 calls of people asking questions Sometimes not even legal questions, but I'm thinking of doing this and I'm thinking of investing money with my brother-in-law who says we can make a million dollars, right? <laughs> and um, I'm glad that, you know, work through those things without charging and get people on the right track and give people advice. Um, a friend uh, uh, called me about a divorce situation recently and quite complex, and I guess he could have gone to uh, a divorce attorney, and it would have taken $8,000 for the attorney fairly to get a handle on what was going on. But I have happened to have experience um, from the old days and from talking to my divorce attorney friends and keeping up with continuing legal education. I ha Even though I don't do that law, I was able to give him good, solid advice and action, which will resolve the situation with no charge. You know, I like to do that stuff. So um, if anyone does have a legal problem, I'm glad to help. And um, 
I'm also, you know, glad to refer people to lawyers who are the right lawyer for the job. And that's really important. There are some great lawyers that won't touch a case unless they're, they have a certain dollar limit or, um, unless certain circumstances exist. And so what do you do then? You might know who's really good in this area or that area, but, um, you know, the potential you're going to get from the case is $30,000 and their, their retainer is $8,500 or $10,000 or $5,000 even, and that money's just not available. So I like to help people get through that. And um, so I, I'd like anybody to call me, uh, especially my friends and former clients, but anybody at all, so I can, you know, give them advice and refer cases. And, and I can tell you, uh, this is speculation, but I think it's true. Uh, you know, when I, when I send a case to someone, they, I think they go a little bit above and beyond the call of duty typically because they want more cases. You know, they want more cases recommended. So, it, and, and I would also say, just out of respect, collegial respect for, and John won't say this, and I'm going to put his mic on hold because he can't stop me. Uh, John's a titan in, in his discipline. So, if he makes a referral, that's like, that's like a super referral. Because there is respect, uh, and and I think that John would agree with that. He probably would take himself out of the equation, but I think he would agree with that. So to take John up on his generous offer, which I think, as busy as he is, is really really super generous. Six oh nine. You know the Tom Hurley doctrine. The, the great Tom Hurley, my dad, World War II hero, Bronze Star recipient. Uh, Bronze Star Medal recipient, uh, part of the greatest generation that saved the world. That's all they did. And they came home and never talked about it. Uh, my father had an expression, if you want something done right, you give it to a busy person because the other people don't have the time, meaning they're just lazy bums. They don't have, a busy person can always, even if you're just absolutely just skunked, swamped, you always find time to get one more thing done. It's kind of miraculous. 609-641-2266. That's the phone number to reach John Zarek. With John, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio. 95.5. I need to know. It's 51 minutes past the hour, so nine minutes uninterrupted with John Zarek, and that it will be finally. We haven't had a moment this morning. It's been jam-packed, uh, busy all morning long. It'll be your first opportunity to play on the 609-407-1450 phone lines. I hope you'll call in for a wide open forum in today's nine o'clock hour. We're going to visit with East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows, and Jeff Kay, uh, a week from today rather than today. So we'll take full advantage of this bonus open forum that we're going to get together. All right, John, bring us home. Time is yours. Yes, Harry, we're, well, we're talking about the need to get to the right lawyer. And uh, uh, again, I, I, to anyone out there, my clients, friends, uh, anyone listening at all, uh, I'm, I'm really glad to help people find attorneys who are, uh, the right attorney for the job. Um, we're talking about also in the area of commercial litigation. Let's say someone's in business and they're, they have a real estate 
um, dispute with someone or they have a, a business dispute uh, over a debt or alleged debt or performance on a contract or something like that, you know, really glad that is that is one of the most hazardous areas in which to look for an attorney because there are some uh, big firms um, who certainly can handle the biggest stuff, right? But, you know, the bills in those cases might be 10, 12, 20, 50, $100,000 or more. Um, I, have, I have a friend who had a commercial dispute over a large, large piece of real estate and a, and a business. The fee in the case, billable hours, was $350,000. Wow. So, and that person could afford it. Uh, it was worth the investment. It worked out well. But, you know, what, what does the person do who's a, a businessman who, or a woman and runs into a problem that may be a dispute over twenty or $30,000? Um, do they hire a firm who is quickly going to bill thirty, forty, fifty $50,000? Obviously not. Uh, so... Those, the, the right person for those cases is um, difficult to find and it's almost impossible to find if you, if you don't have knowledge of the legal landscape out there. And so, yeah, I'd be glad to, I'd glad to help anybody with those types of cases or, or any other matter, it's, um, or estates or whatever. There are, there are people that are really great at estate work and they're, People unfortunately get the case and go to sleep, you know, and and um, um, a lot of times people choose different types of work because it, it it presents them an opportunity to operate in a way that they want to operate. But that that way of operating is not necessarily the best way for the client. It's not necessarily the most efficacious way to. Um, to operate, so um, you know, I, I want—I don't want people to hesitate. Another thing I wanted to say is, we handle some pretty significant cases, and uh, from murder on down, and those cases tend to get the headlines, and so people could get the impression that that's what we do, but um, actually, we spend more than half of our time, we do big cases and we do federal cases and so forth, but we spend more than half of our time working on um, DWIs or simple assaults or disorderly conduct or trespassing or uh, resisting arrest or, you know, serious traffic things where people could, uh, you know, if you get a traffic conviction, that's on your record forever. You can you can get a lot of things expunged that are crimes, but um, in time, but in traffic situations, once that goes on your record, it's there forever. So for a lot of people who may drive for a living or living or or have repeated um, security clearance checks, those those little things, so-called little things, are life-threatening, career-threatening events. So. We do a lot of that work where people 
it's not about the punishment. You know, the, most of the things I just mentioned, you're not going to jail, but you sure could mess up your career. So, you know, we take those very seriously. So, you know, we, we really enjoy doing all types of criminal defense and especially, uh, I want people to know that we're not, uh, we're not too big to do, uh, and to do those smaller cases. And we don't, you know, charge a tremendous amount of money to do those cases. We, we charge commensurate with, um, you know, the, the recommendations of, uh, the rules of ethics for attorneys. And we take a number of factors in, um, time is only one of them take a number of factors in when setting a fee. So, Hey, John, uh, let me make a quick comment. Um, my friend Ed Klein wrote in a little while ago and uh, wrote a beautiful comment, said he had a big case to be handled. I went to John, meaning you, Zarek, and he sent me to a big firm, took great care of us. Uh, and John's, uh, uh, they did a great job and, and John's a great friend, which I agree. John is a great friend. Nice comments from the former assemblyman, Seems like forever, Mayor uh, Brigantine and overall, well, Chairman of the Atlanta County Board of Elections, overall good guy. Ed is a great guy. And, uh, you know, it's that's exactly the type of thing I'm talking about. Yep. I certainly couldn't disclose even the fact that I represent someone, but since they they disclosed it in this situation. Um, yeah, he, yeah. Gave, he gave me permission or I never would have done it uh, because, I, you know, I understand your professional uh, requirements, but that's, I threw that in because not only is it value added, I knew, I kind of felt you would respond as you did. That's exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and you've, you've provided this morning uh, very important information that you're available if folks want to give you a call and you will coach them, you will help them, you know, you'll make recommendations to quality people. 40 seconds left, John, closing comment. Yeah, it's so satisfying to sit with someone uh, who it, it really can't think straight because of the situation they're in. I, they can think straight, and and in most cases, they just don't have the expertise to thread everything through with all the emotions that are, go around these things. So to be obje- be able to be objective and good, give good recommendations and good advice and guidance, really satisfying. I mean, I, I just feel like the luckiest guy in the world being that position that's tremendous we're out of time john 609-641-2266 to reach john 609-641-2266 when we come back right after the news break wide open forum early in the morning style at 609-407-1450 john thanks for a very educational hour thank you oh it's such a pleasure harry thanks thank you my friend WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Thank you for tuning in to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because you do that. 
you have made WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Thank you for that. We appreciate you. I try every day. I think we achieve it every day to say thank you for that. And uh, don't miss our WPGTalkRadio.com, our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app exclusive, Dateline Atlantic City. Uh, it's a blockbuster. And I'm not getting into it this hour. We're going to do open forum this hour. But before 12 noon today, you can read all about it. Uh, major, major story that we're going to break first uh, on the digital platforms of WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Don't miss it. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. What I want to do this hour is do what you want to do. I open the program talking a little baseball. Uh, I love baseball. I still believe that it's America's pastime. It probably isn't, but I want to believe that it is. And this whole Aaron Judge pursuit to 62 home runs, it's brought me a lot of joy. It's, it's actually caused me a lot of sleep deprivation. I already don't sleep enough. I'm listening to Robin Stoloff say, if you don't sleep seven hours a night, you're going to have diabetes and about 20 other terrible things. Uh, so I'm not hitting that. I can promise you, even on a good night, I don't hit seven, maybe on the weekend. Uh, so we'll have to, you know, probably regroup and think about some of this uh, because it is important. Uh, but I want to talk about what you want to talk about. In between your calls, I've got a ton on my mind. We wrote in between uh, every break for the last couple of hours a piece that brought me great joy. I started receiving beautiful pictures of rainbows. You know, you think about four straight days of rain and wind and, of course, uh, what's happened to folks in Florida to lesser degree but to some degree in South Carolina and North Carolina – and we had four straight days of rain and wind, and all of a sudden, it's over, and this beautiful rainbow, not only a rainbow, it was a double rainbow. So we wrote a whole piece about it. Uh, it's up right now if you want to take a look at it. And I want to thank the hero, Mike Heath. I want to thank uh, my friend Robert Pacelli in Ventnor. Uh, Robert took a beautiful picture that just really shows the entire archway if you will of it the hero mike heath his is at such cool angles that you actually see that it's a double rainbow one of them is more faint one of them is very very vivid vibrant colorful and it's i wrote a little piece about it's sort of god's way of giving you something beautiful after four miserable days you know i know people that actually are affected by the weather they get a bit depressed, and that was day after day after day after day. But I can promise you, as far as I can see, on all the weather sources, including Dan Zarrow, our Town Square Media Chief Meteorologist, it's just sun for days and days, basically starting tomorrow. But today uh, is also getting brighter and looking good, and obviously this beautiful double rainbow has formed 609-407-1450 an open phone line welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air yeah good morning it'll be nice to see the phillies win a world series now and then wouldn't it 
Well, they made the first step required to do that. They made it back to the playoffs. So that's they're in the game. They're in the hunt. You can't win if you can't play. And so they're one of the few teams that actually has a chance. I remarked, uh, Flash, earlier last week, wildcard teams uh, seem to do very well in the baseball playoffs. I have my theory about that because they had to play hard through the entire 162 games just to get into the playoffs. So they're in a different mindset. If you're the Los Angeles Dodgers and you're leading your division by, I think it was 30 games or something obscene like that, uh, I just think it's it's there's an advantage to having those t- tight games, tough games, games that almost feel like they're playoff action. So I don't think the Phillies are a World Series team necessarily this year, but they're much improved. Joe Girardi much maligned, but he did help put this team together. And, of course, Rob Thompson was his assistant, so it is Girardi's team. Uh, funny, they fired him, and then they went on something like a 12-game winning streak. Uh, so, yeah, I you know, my love is for the Yankees. Uh, Phillies are my second favorite team, and they're I want to say they're back, Flash. The Phillies are back. They've got a lot of good components. Their, their relief pitching leaves a little bit to be desired. I think you'll agree. But, um, hey, they're in it. Anything can happen. If you get hot now for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, anybody can win this thing. Very good. Uh, yes, this is a uh, article from Newsweek, which is, which is not one of your more conservative uh, news outlets. No. But- Video of President Joe, uh, video of President Joe Biden saying that he would end the Nord Stream two gas pipeline has resurfaced after Nord Stream one and two were damaged to what's been described as an act of sabotage. Then it goes on the attack against Tucker Carlson. Fox News host Tucker Carlson suggested on Monday that Biden could be responsible for the damage to the Russian-owned pipelines, neither of which were operational when they experienced major leaks into the Baltic Sea. So I guess it was invisible. Yeah, I don't think he's directly responsible for it. I think Russia uh, did the damage and and they're they're really going to make Europe pay in particular. They want to make us pay as well. That's why they're in cahoots with Saudi Arabia. Now it's not a million barrels a day that they want to cut. They want to cut two million barrels a day. Uh, All this because Biden took an energy independent energy, uh, you know, net energy exporter, the United States of America. And from day one, he has worked against our own vital interests. Vaughn Real said a few hours ago on the program that you got to start with energy in terms of the threat that we face. Uh, Europe is going to taste this. That's why they're firing up coal plants as we speak. Uh, all these things that they thought they could get rid of. Uh, they can't, and Putin is going to make Europe pay. It's going to be a, it's going to be a cold winter for Europe. Yeah, John Brennan has said that actually it was Putin that sabotaged his own Nord Stream one and two pipelines. But he was saying how ridiculous that is because yep. all he had to do was just shut it off, just shut it off. That's all. Yeah, he, but now that see, if he shuts it off, he takes. Now, look, his world rap, you know, is bad right now. Anyhow, but. If it's if there's damage and that creates the contraction, that's altogether different. We're, we're going to get right on it. We're going to fix it. Oh, my gosh, we have a leak. Look at the bubbles. I mean, look, at this is terrible. As opposed to I could give it to you, but I won't. And I'm shutting the spigot off. No, I think he did it to create the problem 
but not take responsibility for the problem. Because as as the leak occurred, he's blaming other people, uh, mostly America for it. Well, as a member of the conspiratorium, I'm I'm very suspicious about everything. I'm I'm suspicious about the uh, the golf leak in 2010. I'm suspicious about the Valdez leak in the or or actually Exxon actually oil spill in Alaska. Yes, I believe that the shadow government are so good at having other people take the blame for their dirty business. As I I just don't know what to trust anymore. But yes, I will keep I will keep voting Republican. But there will come a day, but if it gets down to Illuminati A against Illuminati B, I just won't vote. Thank you. Thank you. I got you. Uh, some of it's way over the top, but some of it is well-founded. Some of the things you mentioned were pure accidents. I mean, if a ship has uh, crashes into another ship and you're going to leak oil, you're going to leak oil. Uh, some of these things happen you know, purely accidental uh, or through mechanical failure. Uh, and some of them, you know, you, you seem to believe have some kind of larger conspiracy behind them. Uh, I do remember President Obama saying that oil prices, energy prices was the term, not oil. Energy prices will necessarily skyrocket under my plan because the whole goal was have $15 a gallon oil so that nobody drives. It's a, it's a, it's a very sick, demented philosophy it's horrific more of your calls coming up right after the break you will join the program next and you'll be right after that don't go away 609-407-1450 phone lines are open early in the morning on exclusively on wpg talk radio 95.5 the wpg talk radio app is your connection to south jersey's talk station get free unlimited local and statewide news from new jersey's largest radio news team download all of our local shows as podcasts and more powered by ambient comfort for installation to repairs and maintenance give ambient comfort heating and cooling a call today at 856-213-6586 ambientcomfortnj.com Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Why, thank you, Sean Hannity. It is 20 minutes past the hour. All right, we're going to have a pocket Kreskin moment. For those of you who don't know, uh, Kirk Conover nicknamed me probably a decade ago Pocket Kreskin. Then in a surreal moment, the amazing Kreskin, who is a friend of mine, Fellow New Jersey resident, by the way, and overall just really good guy, brilliant, and and obviously his his intellect, his mind is is uh, just phenomenal. But in a surreal moment, the amazing Kreskin authorized, certified, it's in writing to use pocket Kreskin, and quote unquote, he wrote, use it well. So we are acknowledged by the amazing Kreskin. As Pocket Kreskin, again, created by Kirk Conover. I don't use it often, though. It's it's one of those things. It's a special magical power. So I can only pull it out. If you abuse it, you lose it. So I pull it out on rare occasions. I am hereby predicting. I know that Andy Cortman is the next caller. And I am predicting that the very first thing he wants to talk about is Tony Bobolinsky. Is your Pocket Kreskin correct or near correct in the right hemisphere? Uh, sign in, please. Well, it, it, it's 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 in the top two. 
but you know the reason that you knew that uh, Kreskin was going to allow you to use that term, pocket Kreskin, is because you are pocket Kreskin. <laughs> Thank you. But it was nice to have it certified by the original. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, we used to joke about, remember, um, Dionne Warwick was part of this um, uh, organization, uh, Psychic Network or something like yeah, that? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it was called. It was a psychic network you could call on the phone and speak to a so-called psychic. And, and, and the thing went belly up. So shouldn't she have known that? Why would she even join that organization? But that's but, but but in fairness, though, I, I know it's a joke. She never said she was a psychic, though. She repped for the psychic network. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So she didn't have the power <laughs> to know. If she had been a psychic, she would have known how it was going to end. Anyhow. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, <laughs> that's terrible so, isn't it um, that's just awful <laughs> it's i mean we, we we could go on like this for minutes i know <laughs> seconds yes <laughs> fractions <laughs> so um about the pipeline i was watching kt mcfarland the other day and she opined that it was putin because she claims this pipeline wasn't operative in, in the first place, that they weren't really sending anything through there yet. And she said what, 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 what doing this to the pipeline does is it drives up energy prices. And since Europe is dependent on Russia, he makes even more money, which he needs to fund his war. There you go. But like you said, like, and I agree with you, if he just shuts it down... Well, we know that he did it, so he's the bad guy, even though we already know he's the bad guy. Right. But by doing it by doing it this way, he gets two words, plausible deniability. Right, and even the bonus of getting to blame the United States of America for doing it. He gets propaganda on top of plausible deniability. That's pretty, uh, you know, that's, uh, what do they say about absolute power corrupts absolutely? And then they say absolute power is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's exactly the play. I know I know he did it and I know that's exactly how he yeah. did it. Yeah, I mean, he gets he gets three benefits out of this. Um, you know, um, I listen, if I 10 years from now, if it came out that we did it, it wouldn't surprise me knowing the Democrats because they'll stupid nothing. I mean, Harry, we I remember you talking about this very early on when Biden took office and about how bad things were going to be and they were going to be really, really bad. But did you even think things could be this bad? <laughs> when, when you live it, it you, you get sort of the, the fog of war. I can't say I'm shocked at how bad, but he, he is even I knew how bad I thought it was going to be. He even exceeded my low expectations. Yeah, it's true. But but I mean, just in general, the things that we're dealing with just in the past couple of years and all this transgender nonsense and the, those poor girls uh, in in Vermont. Uh, hey, by, by the way, we, we only talked about that briefly this morning. Vaughn Real brought it up. I didn't have a chance to comment. We were just very, very short on time and there was a lot of ground that we were covering. We've got to figure this stuff out. 
is getting so out of control. You can't take the girls out of the girls' locker room and then have one person in the girls' locker room and then the girls are somewhere else. You're admitting there's a problem if you do it that way. Uh, so we've got to just work this stuff out. It's it's getting completely spiraling out of control and it's completely unworkable. That That's not a solution. That's insanity. We we are upending the entire country for a small fraction of the population and making, you know, the 95 percent of the population, the abnormal people. And we're normalizing this aberrant behavior. You look down and that's the that's the locker room you go in. They made all these girls share one stall while this boy got to have the entire locker room to himself. I mean, I mean. Even if you're the most diehard liberal, you you have to know that something is inherently wrong with that setup. But that's we'll leave that now. So Tony Bobulinski, once again, he talks about how they haven't even been in contact with him. That that the thing that got me was when he was sitting in in there talking to the FBI, and he gets a text from Jim Biden. Uh, and he, and he, and then he tried to reach out to him and he, and he didn't answer the phone. Like, it, it's like, now, was that an entire coincidence or did, um, did he know he was sitting in there talking to the FBI and that was his way of saying, keep your mouth shut? I, 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 that, Andy, I gotta say, that's a very plausible, interesting possibility right there. We, who, how would we know? But again, if you fought, I have a doctrine that I don't believe in coincidences, uh, that's pretty interesting. And they probably knew on the inside because, you know, that they told the Biden family that we're going to be talking to Bobolinsky. You know, somebody ratted some 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 FBI rat, you know, politician pretending to be an FBI agent. It's really a shame they took the greatest law enforcement agency in the history of the world and they've destroyed it. Probably five or 10 people and there's thousands of them that are fantastic it's just it's horrible what has gone on how about this you actually with a straight face say for all these years you've been doing a serious investigation of uh of uh hunter biden but you don't want the laptop but but of course they had it for like two years and you don't want to talk to bobolinsky who's actually was a part of the team and met with the president who has gone public and saying he's never met with or had anything to do with any of this. They're so corrupt and so exposed. And it's it's I tell you, it's going to get worse after the first of the year when when Jim Biden and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and all of them are going to be taken, you know, and sworn under oath uh, with the penalty of perjury and all that. This is all going to come crashing down. Well, I have to tell you, I, I, I was watching this with a friend last night and I said, and, and it's true. I mean, this man doesn't need any of this. He has nothing to gain from any of this. As Tucker said, he doesn't need the money. He's got more money than God, this guy. Very successful businessman. Well, and look at him. This is only the second time in, what, two years? I mean, he's not looking to be become famous. Uh, this guy's. I I believed him the first time I saw him. The guy has total credibility. And let's not forget the liars who lie about lying. That's who he's talking about. He's talking about the liars. He's not the liar. Yeah. And I tell you, Harry, I think he's he's probably and I said this to my friend. He is one of the safest 
people on earth. If anything were to ever happen to him, it would just prove what we all, that, that, that I mean, no, he's telling the truth, but they don't even, they just pretend that he was never even born. They cannot discredit him. You, there's nothing. It, it, this is true. If you notice, and it's, it's kind of ingenious. You cannot attack him because his truth is self-evident. So what they do, it's very clever. They ignore him. And if you notice, there's other than Fox News, there's no coverage that this guy even breathes that he lives. Yeah, it's 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 he's like George Bailey, you know, like. But, but yet if Herschel Walker's child comes out who actually endorsed him and gave him glowing, this is the next senator, you know, my dad, I mean, couldn't give him a glowing enough recommendation. Now he says what they want. So, boom, he's everywhere and including conservative media will cover the sun. Uh, they vaporize anyone that doesn't say what they want to, you know, to, to be the uh, the company line. It's 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 terrible. And I'm hoping that the Supreme Court, because this is not a stretch, that Section 230 uh, privilege that tech has, social media has, it's got to be taken away. It can't run like this anymore. They can't they can't ghost and shut down opinions. Like I know for a fact I know it. I have the maximum 5000 friends. I know that I am ghosted on Facebook. I have no doubt in my mind. I know it. They don't tell you. I've never violated one of their policies. Uh, libel is the um, written word. I've never libeled anyone. I don't, I don't put conspiracy stuff and wild stuff. Everything I ever did during the COVID-19 pandemic was very responsible uh, and, and probably helpful. Uh, some didn't agree with me and thought that I took it, you know, too serious, but I took the position I took because I believed it. And, um, maybe time has proven that there was a lot more to this than we knew at the time, but they're getting away with either completely deplatforming you and they don't even have to tell you why or ghosting you, which is really, I think ghosting is worse than deplatforming because at least you would know. But I know for a fact, I can't, I shouldn't say I know for a fact. I know it, but I can't prove it. And, and there's, there's reasons I don't want to get into because I, I am aware of certain analytics and things that don't measure the, the, the footprint there should be more than it is based on other metrics that are at my disposal, if you get what I'm saying. And I don't want to get into that any further. So they get away with picking and choosing winners. Remember, they, they would not allow anyone to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop, that they, they decided that that couldn't be talked about. Anybody that had a different uh, philosophy in terms of COVID-19, you were shut down. Uh, anything about Biden, shut down. Because what they learned in 2016, and they vowed to never allow it to happen again, and they, they, I predicted it. Uh, before it ever started, I said, they'll never allow Trump to have freedom on social media. He mastered it. He crushed them with their own platforms. So they shut him down. That's where we're at right now. So Section 230 has to go. I, I agree with you, Harry, 10,000 uh, percent. Do you have 30 seconds? Yes. Because I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, off, I'm off Facebook now for three days. And I'll tell you why. Okay. And I watched a story the other night about how the um, 
um, testosterone rates in this country have been declining for 50 past 50 years. A, a child born today has 50 percent less testosterone than his grandfather. Wow. It's declining at 10 percent, 10 percent per decade. So think about this, because I tied these together. You have testosterone rates declining in young American men. You have China-made fentanyl that's coming in through our southern border, killing off young men aged 18 to 45 who are in their prime childbearing years and childrearing years. And then you have a COVID shot that is causing problems with the hearts of young men with this myocarditis and, and other issues. Do you think all of those things are coincidences, even as they are bringing in hundreds of thousands of, of young men into this country from all over the world? And they tell you that replacement theory is disinformation. It's a joke. It's a farce. Replacement theory. I truly believe there are forces at work that are trying to un get rid of American men or, or, or make them not able to have children or not want to have children and even getting rid of them with fentanyl and other things as they're replacing. I mean, how else do you fundamentally... Well, let, let's put it this way. I won't dismiss that. I'm not sure. I have to think about that a little more. But the result is the same anyhow, right? Can't challenge the result. Yeah. You could only challenge whether it's all connected the result is what you're saying see sometimes i look at things a little differently i don't always look to not that you're a conspiracy guy i mean i'm i'm up for a good conspiracy once in a while just not always uh because not everything is a conspiracy but even if that's not a conspiracy the result is what you said it is so that that's really all that matters all those individual factors, if there's no correlation to any of them, they are creating the scenario that you're talking about. And let me add one other piece that will probably fit your scenario. The people they're letting in illegally are not required to take the vaccine. And how, there's a reason. How about, how about you get fired from the military and elsewhere? And who knows why? But uh, is it Rutgers? I think it's Rutgers, one of the New Jersey universities. They reinstituted the face masks again. There's I thought we follow the science. There's no there's no spike in this. So I, I just believe that there are people that just are worshiping this whole control thing and they just don't want to let go of it. But the military, you get fired. Uh, Paul O'Neill is broadcasting, I think, from his living room for the whole season. He can't be in the stadium, uh, even on the road. He can't be anywhere. But illegals can come in with diseases, uh, some of them perfectly fine. Uh, many of them, most of them, almost all of them not vaccinated for COVID-19. And they just get bust and flown. You know, I saw a thing the other day. They're flipping out on DeSantis because he sent 50 people to Martha's Vineyard that all signed, you know, permission forms that they knew exactly where they were going and they were treated very, very well. You, you've got this whole Biden crowd. They're flying and busing these people all over the country every single day. They're such liars and hypocrites. So I don't know if your conspiracy is correct, but I do know the result is the same regardless. Yeah. 
Well, and uh, uh, finish up because I know you, you're, you're probably really late for a break. Yeah. So Trump, Trump put kids in cages, right? So Adams is putting people in tents on Randall's Island in October when it's going to be too cold to be outside. Really by, by, by the way, go back in time because this is a great flashback. Remember when they thought they had him, Trump is putting children in cages. And then all they had to do was just they're so desiring anything that they can trash him with. And I remember saying, well, that's not true. Those those are Obama cages, but they weren't called Obama and Biden cages. So the moment that it was proven that they were Obama Biden cages, the media got off of that like like a heart attack, like it never happened. That's how they work. They're that dishonest. Andy, we will talk. Uh, good conversation and have a wonderful day. When we come back, as I promised, uh, you will be the next caller. Hang in there. 609-407-1450. This is Early in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, let me put out over the air the uh, the wager, the friendly wager that I just um, made. And you know I'm not a gambler, so I don't, I don't gamble. But I'm making an exception for this friendly wager. Kind of how I win all these pizzas all the time. So a guy I've known since he was in high school, really good guy, owner of the Water Dog Smokehouse, Steve Marshall. Steve, are you listening? If you're listening, you have great taste in morning talk shows. Steve and I, we go back a long, long time. In fact, he'll be with us this Friday night at the 14th Annual Hurley in the Morning Charity Dinner and Silent Auction and looking forward to, um, to, to Steve being with us. And I have two tables and to give you an idea how much I think of Steve, Steve is at one of my tables. We have about 230-some people that will be joining with us. It's going to be pretty amazing. And I hope everybody that's going, that's listening right now, be generous in the silent auction. We have some phenomenal items, experiences, uh, memorabilia, Notre Dame stuff that's just priceless. I mean, just a lot of really good stuff. So Steve Marshall, I don't have time to read the whole thing, but Steve says, basically, I love Aaron Judge. He's everything I'd want in a teammate. He's had an incredible year. He's one of my favorite players, but he's not the MVP. So it goes on. He's making the case for um, uh, for the California, uh, uh, the yeah, Los Angeles Angels of uh, Anaheim and their phenom. I mean, the guy's a phenom. Pitcher, position player, hitter, you know, I mean, it's it's fantastic. Uh, but Judge is the MVP. Judge will be the MVP. So let me tell you what I've written. And I'll let you know if, if acceptance comes in during today's broadcast. And we're at 45 minutes past the hour. I wrote, great narrative. I'll still bet you a water dog smokehouse lobster roll that Aaron Judge will be the American League MVP. Please accept my friendly wager. Let's see how that goes. I've been, I've been winning pizzas now for better part of a decade. Now it's, I'm going lobster roll. This is fantastic. What's next? Yeah, Anything's possible. Caller, you are on the air. If you're there, I think I hear you talking. Hello? Yes, good morning. Hey, good morning. 
first-time caller. Listen, two topics I want to hit on. One, I hope you have good news for Atlantic City because I moved up from Florida via Connecticut. I came back to this area, so I have a lot of high hopes. I bought two condos. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, well, I will, I will give you a little tiny because you're so kind, and I appreciate you being a first-time caller, and you deserve you know some honesty here. Uh, it's not good news. It's it's the I guess the opposite of good news. So you know the expression we hear uh, burning uh, our ears is a great day in the city of Atlantic City. Great, can you say great day? Uh, no, this is not positive news. I'm sad to report. Okay, that that's that's not good. No, because I got to tell you something. I've never I've come down when I was living in Connecticut. I never realized the side cities, uh, the suburban area of Atlantic City. Just absolutely breathtaking yes. area. Yes. Whatever, any way you go, and I thought there was a lot of hope with Stockton exploding. Yeah. Well, I- hey, look, they're doing their part. I mean, today started with a dead body, you know, uh, right right there for, for many to see. I had the picture sent to me. Uh, I believe it was the 5 o'clock hour this morning before we even signed on. Uh, they're not doing a good enough job cleaning the town. Uh, they're not doing a good enough job in, in public safety. And I don't blame the, the Alanxi Police Department. They're fantastic. Uh, but the state has crippled them. They don't have enough numbers. Uh, and there are some other variables I don't want to get into. But at some point, they're going to have to be fixed. Uh, there's a lot of problems. The casinos are getting it done. They're doing their part. Meet AC is doing its part. They're bringing in a phenomenal uh, number of conventions and shows. This is a byproduct of failure at the local level, which is why I believe this municipal question on November 8th is extremely important. Uh, it's got to be a different form than this this complete Democrat uh, failure uh, that we have that automatically makes it that whoever the Democrat chairman puts on the line wins the seats. And the the byproduct has just been terrible. So – Fix that, and we have a fighting chance—a really good chance. Yeah, uh, again, I got to tell you, you, if you know anything about—I know you know real estate. Uh, people are buying. People come down from New York, Connecticut, and uh, other parts of Jersey. Uh, you have ten months of beautiful weather on the ocean, yeah, for very reasonable prices. Yes. However. You got to wake up and you got to clean. It has to be a clean city. Every time I see people from from out of the area, they love the area of the boardwalk, but they're scared to go two blocks off. And that's the problem. You you hit on I, I, you're a first time caller. I don't know, you know, the old expression in talk radio. First time caller, long time listener. I don't know if you've listened to the program in the past, but that's that's the mantra. That's my mantra. Everybody is doing their part. All of the working partners, the senator is doing a great job helping in terms of funding and a lot of the things at his level. Uh, you've got the casinos bringing it. You have the Convention and Visitors Authority, if you will, now called Meet AC. They're doing it. The Sports Commission, killing it. They're all doing it. Senator Gormley and a lot of the things that he's doing, phenomenal. The rowing thing that's coming is going to be epic. Uh, the indoor championships coming this winter. That's going to be national. Uh, it's going to be huge. You've got Harvey Kesselman and Stockton University killing it. Everybody's getting it done. The two things that are f- complete abject failure right now. You have to have a city that is clean, 
and that is safe. Now, you brought up both components. Right now, anybody being intellectually honest would have to admit the town is not clean and it is not safe. I mean, it's almost deadwood. It feels like people are getting shot every day. And now in broad daylight, it's not even like it's overnight and only in certain areas. Uh, It's broad daylight right near City Hall. I mean, you you just something's got to be done about this. Listen, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, my background in Connecticut was a blight officer. So I know a lot about that background. You know, we have to understand it still is a city. It's not the suburbs. Right. However, the tourist attraction and the tax dollars that are coming into the city with everything that you said. I have gone to more shows and more conventions. It's beautiful. Yeah. They're drawing the people in record crowds. And they don't see what they have. They're going to lose it. Yeah. And by the way, let's let's I like what you just said a lot. And let me let me uh, double down on it. Atlantic City has more visitors every year than Disney World to the Magic Kingdom. How about that? Wow. I've never known that. Now you know it. And it's not by a little. Uh, That's pretty phenomenal when you're talking about the happiest place on Earth. But it's got to be clean and it has to be safe. And it's neither of those right now. That's got to be fixed. The problem is the focus right now is they hire their friends. They hire their family. They don't care about hiring qualified people for these positions. It's a very retaliatory bunch. They go after people. Now that George Tibbet, the council president, has spoken out, they're going after his family. Uh, There's a lot of bad stuff going on right now. Uh, that people are going to be learning about in the not too distant future, and it's not good. But I believe that ballot question holds the key to fixing Atlantic City because it's going to get new people involved. It's going to take the Democrat politics that's been such a failure because all they care about. I mean, the running joke in Atlantic City right now is they've run out of friends and immediate family members to hire, so now they're hiring ex-wives. I mean, that's the running joke, and and. Good humor has truth in it. That That's actually an accurate statement. They just hired a six-figure connected person. That's an ex this or that. So it's a mess. It's got to be fixed. The sense of urgency isn't there right now, but I do think it's going to be. Can I have the last 30 seconds? Yes. I want to I hit on that. Yeah, go. I'm going to be very honest. I came from I came from Connecticut on both sides. I mean, you heard of Governor John Rowland, Republican, yeah. going to jail. That's right. So I'm not going to pick on either side. They they it, it's the boys' club. The nice thing and the great thing about going to Florida for four years, I retired early, was Ron DeSantis doesn't play that game. And what they used to do at our complex in Florida. They used to say, you Northerners, please keep your politics up north. We don't want to hear it down here, and we don't need it. And before you go, because I have to get this break in, I love that, and I'm a big believer in that, because the migration that's happening out of um, California, out of New Jersey, and elsewhere, they're leaving because these states have been ruined. Then they go to states that are fantastic, and they vote the wrong way. They vote for the very things that chase them away from where they were. So, you know, my my dictionary tells me that's cognitive dissonance. That's a classic case of voting against your own self-interest. Do me a favor. Be a second-time caller when you get a chance. Okay? It was my pleasure.
I will. Honor to speak with you. I happen to love Connecticut, by the way. It was my mother's favorite place, favorite state. And when I was a little boy and I lost her very young, she told me how much I would love it. And she she loved Connecticut. And then she told me the same, even more, about Rhode Island. And I fell in love with Newport, Rhode Island. And I've got to get back. It's been too many years. All right. We've got to go, but we're going to come right back. Uh, Dan is going to join the program next. Uh, don't go away. This is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hey, a lot of you know that I learned how to use a firearm when I was 11 years old. I've been practicing my entire life, and people ask me all the time, Hannity, what kind of gun should I get? Well, now I'm telling them, go to Henry Repeating Arms. And I always tell them to start just by going to their website, henryusa.com. You're going to get a free catalog. Now, Henry has over 200 models of rifles and shotguns to choose from. They're made with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen. And you don't beat their performance. Every one I have was accurate right out of the box and reliable ever since. Their company motto is made in America or not made at all. They have a lifetime warranty, family-owned business. And these folks are true patriots who give back to our military, our vets, our first responders, sick kids, you name it. They support gun safety, and they support our Second Amendment. So if you're in the market for a high-quality American-made firearm, just go to HenryUSA.com. You get their free catalog, listed dealers, and free decals. HenryUSA.com. You'll love this company. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. It's 59 minutes past the hour. To your calls we go, 609-407-1450. Welcome. You're on the air. Congratulations on number 62 for uh, Yankee fans and fans everywhere. It was so exciting. I just loved it. And for such a nice guy to do this, it was just beautiful to watch. Very, I was, I was emotional about it. It was just beautiful to see him do that. And by the way, to see his major league teammates, the unconditional joy and you can tell respect and love that they have for him. You know, the Yankees have to sign Aaron Judge. They cannot allow him to get away. Well, that goes without saying. And uh, the way he celebrated, the uh, just the, the dignified way he celebrated the home run, and, uh, you know, there's no real, no no overt things going on, just his personality. I mean, if you look at what he he's done, he's brought Ruth back to life. He's brought Maris back to life. And all the kids today, a lot of people don't realize it. They're actually seeing and hearing who Ruth was, you know, how Maris was kind of vilified. And now they got to see Aaron Judge. It's amazing that three right fielders, 60, 61, and 62, can hit these, uh, hit these homers and have three distinct personalities and Aaron judge just, uh, to me, he's, uh, I, I don't know how to describe him. Just the humility and everyone, he wanted to make sure it shared in it, but it was a short celebration and very the way he is. Without a doubt. He may be one of the most accomplished superstars of all time to be as humble as he is. And uh, the, the things that he said about Bonds and just, you know, the record is the record, the number is the number, just the way he said it, 
you know, he has a personal feeling about it different than Roger Maris's son. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't get inside the guy's head. I believe he's just being a nice guy and saying the right thing because to do different would be very controversial, would, I think, go against. I'm not saying he's he's inauthentic. I'm saying that's a, a, a measured I believe I could be wrong about this, but I believe that's a measured, decided strategy to not make that a story, uh, because I certainly don't agree with that. How about when Cole broke the record? He looks into right field, and Aaron takes the dust the cap. And yeah, he tipped his cap. Little, little. He tipped his. I saw it. He tipped his cap to his teammate, who in the same inning, you had the top of the the first with. Aaron Judge blasting that home run history in the making. I don't know about you. Uh, that is the all-time single-season record. I, I can't count. I can't count any of those other uh, performers. I can't. I can't count them. Uh, Bonds or McGuire or Sosa. I think it's the most legitimate number of home runs, the highest number of legitimate home runs ever hit in the history of the game. It is for me, and uh, what I what I was I got a kick out of was uh, when Stanton and Judge were standing together. No two people in baseball history have hit more homers and stood together like that. Nine for Stanton, two for Judge. It's never there's no one in history, no no duo ever hit even uh, even close to that. Could you imagine? I know, it's 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 phenomenal. I also love, as a Yankees fan, that you have Judge at 62, Maris at 61, Babe Ruth at 60. You've got some storylines there with Babe Ruth doing it in 154 games, Maris doing it in 162 games. And Judge, I was very happy. I didn't want it to go to today because it would have been a lot of pressure, maybe four at-bats, five if you're really lucky uh, to get it on the 160, 162nd game. Judge tied Maris well ahead of what whatever it was uh, twelve games ago, and then uh, beat Maris's record one game before the end of the season. I, I like that he did it yesterday. Terrific stuff, Harry. And uh, what what I really like is the uh, the MVP. Your comments and the, the what I'll add to it is simply this. When the Yankees needed to be carried, Judge carried him. Well, that was my monologue hours ago. It's part of him being the absolute guaranteed MVP. The Yankees were swooning in August, and Judge single-handedly uh, kept them. You know, in in the they were going to lose their whole fifteen and a half game lead. Uh, it never got to that, and then the team picked it up and extended the lead all over again, and and you know had a comfortable uh, division win. But yeah, Aaron Judge. I mean, Shotani, look, it's supernatural. I mean, maybe not since Babe Ruth has there been someone that can pitch like he does. I, I would submit to you Ruth was a better picture, pitcher uh, and a better hitter. But it's phenomenal. But all right, so whatever you do for him, whatever. Uh, but Judge is the MVP. Do you, do you uh, have any problem with that statement? I think he's a runaway MVP, and to me it's not even close since he's in the triple crown race and he carried the team. 
And uh, I'll leave you with this, Harry, because uh, you were looking for it the other day and you might have got the answer, but the 2020 steals was uh, Pudge Rodriguez. That's correct. Thank you. I, I never went back and checked. I did not get the answer that day, but that's exactly who I was thinking of. So that's very special for those who don't know. The Philadelphia uh, Phillies uh, catcher, Real Muto, uh, that's rarefied stuff because, I mean, catchers are typically not known to be fleet of foot. 20 steals, 20 home runs. That's uh, that's excellent production. I think the Phillies have made a great step. Girardi's never going to get credit, but it is his team. Thompson was his assistant. Uh, I give Thompson credit. I mean, you know, they turned it around. From the second he became the manager, they went on whatever it was, a 12-game winning streak. But it is Girardi's team. Uh, I like the fact, and I, I'm, I'm pleased to see the Phillies back in the playoff picture. And with that, Dan, it's the end of the broadcast. Have a great day, my friend. Take care. You take good care, too. All right, Brian Kilme takes it from here. Have a great rest of your day. Breaking news, Dateline Atlantic City coming up over the next couple of hours. Check out the app. Check out... Uh, WPGtalkradio.com if you navigate that way. Uh, The rain is 